Player prop. Hello, everyone. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to episode 48. Unbelievable how 2020 is coming to a close. Tonight we have Steve Goodpaster, and we ended up talking for about four hours, but I think we only have about three hours worth of podcast, and about an hour of it at the very end is our after show. End up being really cool, so if you have nothing better to do for the next three hours or so, kick back and watch or listen and enjoy the show. Simon's PPG Grandpa, aka ClearCropTV.com. If you want to see our beautiful faces, if you just want to listen to us, all you have to do is go to Paratalk.org. Make sure you go and check out our Facebook page, which right now ClearCropTV.com goes to. Tonight, look at this. We have a wonderful, uh, wonderful panel here, and we got a really interesting guest. Uh, but let's go ahead and introduce our panel real quick before we get to our guest. Uh, we have Brian. Hey, Bill Waller. What's up, my brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Good he's got a Merry, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not yet. I'm going to stick yet. around for a little while. But uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That is so awesome. You're going to be taking care of shout outs from the chat, correct? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the chat uh, with Shane, and I can do the intros if you want. Awesome. All right. We also got Never Trust the Skinny Chef, Shane. Welcome, Shane. Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's Thanks having fun. a yay. <laughs> <laughs> hope everyone's having a, uh, a good holiday so far. And uh, hope, uh, you know, everyone's doing well. I think everybody's doing fantastic. Christmas is right around the corner, vacations, all that fun stuff. Shane's going to be uh, uh, looking out for questions. So if you see a question, he's going to inter interrupt everybody, but that's okay. That's what he's here for. We got PPG Tommy in the house. What's up, PPG Tommy Mosley? going on, guys? You can check out his channel at ppgtommy.com. He's got his own .com. That's pretty cool, man. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. Had a friend help me with that. It was nice. <laughs> All right, and we also have Kevin can fly at kevincanfly.com, another guy with a uh, .com. How's it going, my friend? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's funny. Me and Tommy must have that same friend in common. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, our amazing guest tonight is Steve Goodpaster. What's up, my brother? A.K.A. Wayne's World? I mean, I mean, does he not look like Wayne's World or what? <laughs> No, like I said, that was that was just a uh, one week in my life where I was an extra on Wayne's World 2 uh, during Wayne stock. So and uh, I still apologize to the editors because I had such a unique look. I was getting pulled by the uh, B-roll and the uh, second unit directors. And so all of these scenes that were happening simultaneously, I was showing up in. And so they had to keep cutting these scenes down shorter and shorter. So, you know, I felt bad for them afterwards, but uh, yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Well, you sound like you have a really interesting past. So since I don't have the bio to post in the link, in the, in the link I down apologize below, for that. Th that's my fault. I should have got up with you earlier. Um, so how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, about your past, 
but keep your um, your PPG experience down yet, down right now. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But tell us about your past and, and how you got to this particular point in life. Oh, wow. Then we're going way back. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the first time I saw a hang glider being dragged up a hillside off Interstate 15 on the way to Vegas when I was a little kid. And uh, that may have been um, Andrew Jackson, who is uh, probably the namesake of the uh, Andy Jackson Flying Park in uh, San Bernardino. I'm guessing, but uh, I never followed up on that. But uh, his wife's still around, so maybe I could put together the timeline and see if that's true. But yeah, I was kind of enthralled looking at that. And then uh, years later, growing up with uh, zero supervision <laughs> and um, popular mechanics magazine and popular electronics and yeah, I built my uh, first hang glider, which was supposed to have been uh, not the wisest idea, but uh, fortunately nothing uh, serious came of that. <laughs> but uh, I did kind of like uh, learn a lot from that, but uh, that kind of sat on the back burner. And a few years later, uh, I've always been interested in aviation and uh, one of the guys I went to school with, uh, I happened to notice a picture of him and his dad and I'm kind of like, this guy looks familiar. And he's like, yeah, that's my dad, who turned out later to be uh, Art Scholl, one of the uh, world's foremost stunt pilots at the time. And I'm kind of like, you don't fly because your dad's a stunt pilot? And he's like, uh, again, he just kind of like didn't want to talk about it. I accuse that. I, I use that as a uh, stepping stone going down to Flay Bob's Airport in Riverside, where I grew up, and showed up and said, yeah, I went to school with your son, Dave. And that got me in for a little bit, and then he moved operations to Rialto, California, so uh, it was too far to trek there. Uh, moving right along, um, <laughs> then things really started getting crazy when uh, I left Riverside, started driving uh, for, for an ambulance company, which led to my first uh, film job, and uh, meeting another guy who was also in the industry, and became my uh, best friend and business partner for a number of years. Hold on, and, hold on one, hold on one second, Sean. You're not live. I'm. Everyone's saying they don't see up? it, and uh, I, I'm not getting a live uh, feed either. Oh no, oh, are we not? I, I, I am, uh, but it took a while for the chat to start working on on my end for some reason. I've got I'm, Walter, I'm, Eric, John, Jim in the chat. Yeah, I got those too, but there's no video, and everyone's saying that they want to know if it's live yet. Oh. Well, I'm seeing video. I wonder why. I'm I see you talking. I'm streaming it. Hmm. Uh, live still, on YouTube here. Yeah. I still have the screenshot of all of us, and it's saying it's uh, waiting for Sean Simons, December 21st, 2020 at 8, 8 p.m. Eric and Jim just commented they see us. Yeah, I, I see myself with about a three or four, about a five-second delay. I see myself. Okay. Um, well, which is which is normal. Well, yeah, this this the lag is. Let, but let I don't. Me. I mean, literally, I have no video. I just have the screenshot of the start of it. it I, I think it's got to be something on your end because uh, it's working here, and everybody in the comments are saying we're good. Well, um, go back out to the main channel and then try to look at it again. Go to clearproptv.com and see what you see. I'm backing out all the way out. I just read the chat and they were like, I told everybody to back out and come back in and they're like, nothing's happening. So I don't. 
Huh. Yeah, several people said they had to refresh. I, I know right. if 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 I if I pull it up and it doesn't say live in red yet, it just says premiering or about to be live. I have to close that out, open it back up as live before I can ever see the chat. It works. Okay, I'm back up. It just showed up. Sean's face leaning into the camera it scared me. <laughs> Sixty five inches of that head coming at you. Whoo! All right. Head too. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure everything was working. So no, no, thank you very much for that. We definitely want people to see. Um, you can always go to clearproptv.com and that takes us to the Paramotor podcast on Facebook, which we Walter said it's working down under, so we're we're good. <laughs> which we post the live link to. So uh, all right, we're good. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead and uh, continue with your bio, sir. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is where it gets, gets a little interesting. Uh, ultimately, what happened was um, me and my partner, uh, Bill Blake, uh, Bill Blake SPFX, you can probably find him on Facebook. Uh, we've parted away since then. But uh, our dreams was to build a uh, vertical lift device. You know, I mean, I was in the helicopters, but it's like, you know, the rocket pack, which uh, Nelson Tyler had built and uh kenny gibson was the pilot for for many years we were on to go that route and so he hooked up with uh eugene glue harif who built the uh meg 3x uh flying or so it was the 2x which is the uh, backpack helicopter anyway long story short he acquired a couple of um meg 2180r uh, propane powered pressure jets that were supposed to put out 180 th pounds of thrust each. He took delivery of two of them and they never got above 90 pounds of thrust. And then uh, I just used the math that was in the uh, manual and found out, no, these things never would have got gotten above 90 pounds of thrust. So the project was canceled. And that's when the idea says, hey, let's put one of these on a hang glider. Okay. <laughs> And we're kind of like some now this is two o'clock talk at Denny's, you know, in the morning. And uh, we spent about a day or two trying to figure out why we couldn't do it. By the end of the summer, we flew it. And um, even then we had to take a little bit of a shortcut because the original uh, one on a hard mounted to a uh, Phoenix eight. Yeah. Bill Bennett Phoenix eight hang glider was a little too unstable because the it was hard mounted and the thrust line was locked in and uh, without going into too much detail. Yeah, once you started turning in one direction, it would just uh, amplify until you piled it into the ground. That's when we ran into, um, uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember his name now. A test pilot for uh, Bill Bennett, uh, Carl Stice. And uh, he agreed to fly the thing for us on a uh, demo out at El Mirage dry lake bed. So back in 1988, uh, we kind of claimed to have the built and flew the world's first and only uh, jet powered flex wing ultralight. And what we simply did there was we took uh, Carl's ro uh, Rotax engine, propeller engine off the back of his unit and then hard mounted the uh, jet engine onto it. And he got up and he flew it around. And uh, yeah. unfortunately it's on videotape which is pretty much uh, long gone. Uh, there is an article in uh, Kit Plains Magazine, February, 1989, which I have a copy of. and. Uh, I was trying to scan it, but uh, again, the electrical, the electronics around here are so outdated and uh, mismatched. 
I'll have to, I'll come up with something, but I'll get that to you. But uh, yeah, that's where I left that out for many, many years. And when I try to get back into, uh, you know, hang gliding, uh, by this time, uh, had a kid and uh, her mother said, absolutely not going to happen. My next relationship, uh, I mentioned, uh, want to get back into flying. She says, oh, no, you have a mortgage and a kid and responsibility. So that wasn't going to happen. And after we parted ways, uh, you know, I kind of forgot about it. And uh, my current relationship, she saw that I was working too hard. And, you know, I am a workaholic. And so uh, one day she just kind of said, you know, what is it you want to do that you're not doing? And I took a chance and I threw that out there. She's like, okay. I'm like, wow. Okay. This gal's a keeper. Um, I managed to hook up with uh, my old uh, roommate from back when I was a motorcycle courier. I found out he was not only in the paragliders, he was also an instructor. So he says, no, 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 you don't want the, you know, Russian guy. He's like, no, you don't want to fly hang gliders. You basically get to visit it at one site once a week, maybe that. No, paragliders, you put Turk flying anywhere in the country you like. So he needed to re-up, I guess, a certification and said he needed a sandbag, i.e. a passenger. And I said, I'll go. So we uh, launched off of a crest line and uh, just floated around for about an hour. And I'm taking pictures. And he's like, you're not afraid nothing bothers you? And I'm like, oh, no, give me the controls. I want to play with this thing. Okay. <laughs> so basically now I'm uh, you know, flying this uh, paraglider for the first time or piloting it. And uh, all of a sudden, I kind of pitched it to the left. and. He's like, what are you doing? I'm going, thermal. Now you know about thermals. I says, I flew, ha flew hang gliders. Oh, okay, no problem. You'll love this. <laughs> so by the end of that first flight, I was absolutely hooked. And uh, it wasn't long after that when I uh, bought some used gear, and that's when I started training on it. And um, the one thing I will say uh, now is uh, I sent to uh, <laughs> Sean that my tagline is uh, doing everything wrong so you won't have to. I will say that the uh, first instructor I got came with all the credentials. He's a great guy, but it was just a mismatch. So um, I would basically advise anyone, you know, like I said, not everybody's uh, gonna be uh, your friend. If you're having problems or it's not working out, just uh, cut your losses, take a step back, find someone else, go somewhere else. Because uh, when it comes to safety and uh, learning, learning to do it properly, you, you know, you can, uh, you can do it wrong so many times before you end up not doing it, not doing it right. And uh, it just sucks the joy out of it. Hence my previous two relationships. And uh, gee, where do I go from there? Well, um, how, you said that you were doing uh, paragliding for three to four years. What kind of experience did you have uh, doing paragliding? Okay, well, again, uh, just when I was about to do my official launch with the first instructor, uh, now he knew what he knew my equipment, and uh, all of a sudden he says, "No, you can't fly with this." Now he never said anything up to that point, so it just kind of really destroyed my enthusiasm at that point. Because here again, that's like, "Wow, I'm going to fly Crestline." You know, it's not going to be a sled ride. It's it's going to take you, even if it is a sled ride, it's going to take you almost 30 minutes to get down to the LZ. Uh, yeah, I just got fed up with them and just stuck it in the closet. And after about a year or two, you know, the wife said, uh, you're either going to fly it or sell it. So I basically looked for uh, other instructors and found a, 
I mean, I didn't even know about Silmar, which is actually a lot closer than San Bernardino to where I live, which is in East LA. Found uh, an instructor who came highly recommended and uh, he went out, he looked at the equipment. He's like, it's good. It's adequate. It's a truck. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's older technology. It's older material. It's still low hours in good condition, but uh, he handed me, I think, a uh, gin something. And when I got to kiting that thing, it was like, wow, this is easy. No problem. So uh, I got to play with that. And then uh, one day he uh, says, okay, you know, we're going to go flying next week. Here, I want you to try some stuff out. Okay. And uh, that was when I got my um, Acaro Instinct TE. Um, first generation, meaning uh, it's got the uh, company logo, kind of a flower um, Edelweiss on the wing, as opposed to the one that looked more like bubbles. Uh, I guess that was the second generation unit, but uh, still a great glider. And he hands me all this gear and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, $4,000, my costs, pay me when you can. I'm like, nobody does that for anybody. You know, he's just handing me all this gear. So it's like, uh, I got to do him proud. Anyway, uh, yeah, the next weekend we went up to um, uh, Kegel, which is the launch point from uh, Silmar. And I just freaking had a blast. Uh, the first part of the flight was doing pretty good. And then uh, once I got away from the mountain, uh, hit a few thermals. Yeah, that's a special thrill you don't forget when you hit your first thermal and start bouncing around and rocking and rolling. And he's on the radio in my ear and he's like, just sit back and feel it, relax and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm of the mindset where um, I just kind of gave control to the wing. And uh, that's when I realized, lean forward, lean back, left, right. You cannot fall out of the harness. It ain't going to happen. So that made me a lot more comfortable. Still bouncing around there. Um, no collapses. But after about 30 minutes, like, okay, I'm done for the day. <laughs> Came down. And then uh, it's like, wow, my first, you know, real landing in daylight. You know, there's a whole story behind that. <laughs> uh, came down and uh, I was coming in kind of fast and I just pulled this massive flare and did what I do, what I used to do with the uh, hang gliders is that I would push too much bar and flow it up on a single surface and from about three to five feet just come straight down and that was it. And I did the same thing with the uh, paraglider. He says, yeah, don't do that. But uh, each progressive flight, I just got better and better and enjoyed it more and more. Uh, two years ago, we went to uh, Ecuador and uh, same unit and everything else. And uh, God, it was just uh, fantastic, but uh, I scared the hell out of them because uh, we're launching from 7,000 feet in Ibarra over near a lake. And I had noticed that the clouds were coming in and I at least had enough knowledge and experience saying, okay, I got to get off this mountain because the clouds are coming in. I got to get to the lake where it's clear. As soon as I launched from his perspective, I disappeared into the clouds. <laughs> Wow. It's like, okay, now these are fairly low puffy clouds, but he saw, he saw nothing. He, the whole launch zone was just completely uh, encased in, you know, gray matter. In the meantime, I'm looking down, I can still see the ground. The two previous launches I'd watched carefully. I knew if you went out just a little over two minutes and then just kind of banked right, you'd be up in front of the mountains, between the mountains and the lake, and it would have been perfect. And so even though it was getting a little bit heavier, I was just kind of counting two minutes and 
Adi would not let go of the radio, so I couldn't tell him I'm okay. He's just like, don't panic, don't worry. And I'm like, I'm not worried. But uh, after about a minute and a half, all of a sudden the ground disappeared on me and I'm in complete, you know, uh, wide out. But again, I'm still going in the same direction. And uh, I started pulling a little more brake and uh, still no ground. And then all of a sudden I felt a couple of bumps and I'm like, oh, great, this is cloud suck. So basically I went for my uh, first big ears. Yeah, a little too enthusiastic. I grabbed the A-lines and did a full frontal collapse and the whole cravat. I got a picture of it because oh, I had a three, six, uh, year 360 camera. So I'll send you a picture of that later. And I must've dropped about a hundred feet in about a couple of seconds. Boom, I saw the ground again. And at this point I flew out of it and that hottie let go of the radio and I just told him, uh, yeah, you know, I can see the lake. I can see Dennis. Uh, one of the other guys came with us and everything's fine and flew around there. And that was uh, my first uh, hour and 45 minute flight because everything prior to that was either, you know, kind of either short or because uh, the conditions around uh, Silmar get kind of rock and roll. So it's either you're flying in turbulence or it's a sled ride. There's kind of like very little in between uh, for my level of experience in the wing I had. Uh, the guys who were doing the thermaline and staying up for hours, after I saw what they were flying and their equipment, it's like, yeah, I can barely keep up with that. But, uh, you know, still had a great time. And uh, just started racking up the hours in uh, Ecuador, and it just got better. So How many, how many places has you, have you flown? Actually, before I start asking questions, ah. Shane, is there any questions in the uh, chat? Not yet. Uh, I just asked. I just asked uh, people to, uh, if they had any questions, I'm waiting now. Uh, I probably put them all to sleep. <laughs> um, bad. Brian, you want to shout out everybody real quick that's in the chat for us, please? Yeah, we got Flying Flamingo, Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane. I'm not sure who that is. JP Tulo. We got Bill H. Walter Ferrari is back. And uh, let's see, Mark McElroy from PPG Life, Eric Lear, John Wayne. Jim CR120, he's going to be our guest next week, him and his son. Uh, and I think that's all I see right this second. Thank you. Uh, Shannon, Shannon Brooks as well. So well, I've got a little fun. Welcome to the show. I've got a fun little tidbit that I can add to Steve's fun. Okay. Because I, I grew up in the same area. I grew up in him. So when he said Flaybob Airport, it rings a story to me in two ways that is unforgettable. So when I was a kid, my dad was a pilot, and my aunt and uncle lived in Rubido, in Steve mm -hmm. Rubido, adjacent to where the airport is. And so we would fly from Hemet to Rubido, to Flaybob Airport, to go hang out with my cousins and stuff. And then we'd fly back home. Well, the altitude difference between where Rubido is and where Hemet is, is only about 250 feet, maybe 300 feet, but you've got to cross a little mountain ridge and drop into the valley. So on the, uh, excuse me, on the east side of the runway is a mountain. So when you take off, you're literally climbing straight out, looking right at a mountain, and then have to turn and fly out and around. It's a real short pattern, and it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people <laughs> so we took off from there and we were doing the grand old i follow roads so we 
followed the 10 freeway up into Beaumont. And then mm-hmm. we took, I think it's Highway 79 that goes down Lambs Canyon. And as soon as we made the turn to start down Lambs Canyon, we went from VFR to IMC like that. <laughs> Solid white wall. And so we wound up having to circle back 180, fly back out into Beaumont, continue to follow the 10, and then land at, uh, uh, what's that, in uh, Cabazon. <laughs> and then we had we had to get a car ride from Cabazon back down the rest of the way. But it's, it's just really interesting. When you say Flaybob Airport, that's one of those like, hey, there's probably only two people in the world right now that know where that place is. Yeah. Did you go to the uh, Golden Dragon restaurant uh, near the uh, main entrance? Uh, I don't mission? I don't recall ever doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that no, was the hangout. We would just... Family. We would just land there and then, you know, my, my uncle lives like five minutes away and mm-hmm. they'd just come pick us up. Yeah, because our house was on the opposite side of Mount Rubido. So uh, basically my bedroom faced Mount Rubido and it was great because we had the perfect view of the fireworks on the 4th of July. And of course the battle cry then was, it's not 4th of July until the mountain burns. <laughs> yeah, there was so they were- the, the what? They were due north, due north of the drive-in theater. So just okay, the, the Rubido drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, we used to love coming back from LA at night because uh, you could see from the 60 freeway, the Rubido drive-in, where they were slow showing the um, uh, R-rated, not for, <laughs> basically the G-rated porn, you know, it's like you just got this uh, TNA shot from the freeway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They since put up a sound wall, so that doesn't happen anymore. But yeah, we're just kids looking out the window, hoping to get a, you know, a shot. And uh, of course, uh, yeah, my grandmother started taking the long way around after that. <laughs> no, it's funny though. So you know that there's that that vertical rock face on Mount Rubido. Oh yeah. So I actually took yeah. my paraglider. I took my paraglider, did a reverse inflation from the top, and then soared oh, that for like two mm-hmm. and a half hours one day. And then they chased you off. No, no, my, my, all my, my cousins and his friends and stuff, they were riding their dirt bikes around down below. The sheriff was way more involved in chasing them than he was caring about me. Yeah, the, uh, my mom worked for the Riverside Sheriff's Department, so I was almost on a first-name basis with a lot of them. So uh, I took my, I had a 77 Yamaha TT500, and I'd ride that in the river bottom all the time, and every time I came out, here comes the sheriff, and uh, my friends are all panicking, and I'm like, hi, Robert. You know, you're not supposed to be here. I, said, I know. Go home. Okay. <laughs> we just all uh, trundled up uh, the road until he was out of sight and then <laughs> back on and do it all over again. No, but see, growing up in Hemet, I had Saboba right in my backyard. So uh-huh. I, that's where I live. That's where I've never I been to Saboba. I've been wanting to go there. It's totally worth the trip. Saboba is fantastic. They'll put you in the gator and drive you up to the top. And right. it, if you if you fly out over the valley, mm-hmm. then you can you can hook some real nice thermals and get That's up on. and then just cruise around. If you oh, okay. get up Somebody high says, enough, yeah. Friends of mine says, uh, you know, don't get into speed wings, but if you do, that's the place to start. So. Oh, Saboba's fantastic. That's a huge place for speed flying. I mean, I gotta it, give it a shot then. Speed flying is is a ton of fun, but in my opinion, it, it's like a kid going sledding. You run mm-hmm. to the top of the hill, you pull your speed wing out, and then you go ripping back down. 
mm-hmm. and it's just sled rides all day long. The only time speed flying is not sled rides is when it's ultra windy and then you can actually soar them and then it's on the verge of super sketch. Okay. Well, like I said, uh, seven years as a motorcycle courier in LA and uh, I can almost say I never had an accident, but the one time I got knocked off, I did something really stupid. Light turns yellow. I slow down. Light turns red. I stop. As the kids late uh, lifting the bike off my leg, the first thing out of his mouth was, gee, dude, I thought you're going to run the light. It's like, oh, you know, no. yeah, it's like, that's one thing. I was a AMA instructor, American Motorcycle Association. And mm-hmm. uh, I half kiddingly say, look, traffic laws were created to keep other people out of my way. <laughs> You're right. simple. And uh, I even had a CHP officers come through there and I told them, look, on a motorcycle, uh, when the light turns yellow, gas it. Because you don't know what the guy behind you is going to do, especially now with cell phones. It's even 10 times worse. But uh, yeah, if that light's yellow and uh, you don't got a car in front of you, go for it. And uh, yeah, one of the little rookie uh, CHP officers says, I never had a problem. Well, yeah, you're riding a police bike. People see those a mile away. (laughs) Here, why don't you go ahead and ride my yellow Suzuki or my yellow uh, Yamaha, put on the yellow helmet and just ride it around this loop and come back. We'll see you in 20 minutes. He came back and he says, you nearly got knocked off three times. Says, yeah, because you're not driving a police bike now, are you? Yep. So, no, my but, dad uh, just got it's, knocked it's off. Very real bike. Thing, so. Some some moron decided to make a U-turn in the middle of a four-lane road going through town, and he happened mm-hmm. to be in one of those one of those lanes that he utilized. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, guys, we, we're slightly going off of paramotor yes. paragliding topics here. Okay. Um, yeah. We also got a couple more people in the house, so we want to welcome Linda Anderson. She's on mute. Uh, she is also our uh, cheerleader, so welcome, Linda. Yeah. She unmutes herself. There she goes. Thank you. Hello, hello. You know, I, I have to mute it because you know, my dogs, they're like, they're bad. That's mm. no problem. We, we totally understand. So I welcome, see. Linda, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Happy Holidays. We also got JP Tulo. What's up, my brother? What's up, guys? Sorry I'm late. Don't let, any, don't let anybody in here. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's got jokes. Shane's got jokes. Hey, since since everybody is here and it is um, halfway through the uh, the first hour, let's go ahead and do our, our quick screenshot so we have a screenshot. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. This is our screenshot with the one and only Wayne's World. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Sounds Perfect. good to cheese. All mm. right. Um, any questions in the chat before we move on? Not yet. Um, any new people, Brian, in the chat that we need to shout out? Um, I think somebody new popped up. Hang on. I, I think I think it's the first time I've ever seen Brian Waller in a chat. Just saying. What? Wait, we <laughs> you don't recognize seen... about hay bailing it, do you? No, not at all. We haven't seen Tommy uh, like forever. Was it was it out of Will Fly? Yeah, we haven't seen Tommy like forever. Does Tommy still fly? He still fly paramotors, Tommy? He's done. Yeah, Tommy, what's going on, He's Tommy? <clears throat> We're just giving him a hard time. I think He's his internet's not working enough. really well. Oh, have, have we seen TK up. projects? 
What's that? I don't I don't remember seeing TK projects. He is he a new one? I don't recognize that one. Sure, but welcome to the chat. Thank you for joining us. And if you have not subscribed to this particular YouTube channel, please do so. I'm at 18,991. I would like to reach that 19,000 mark um, by the end of the year. So please. Yeah, I think a TK Projects is pretty much spam, man. They're just, they're just tossing up links. Oh, well, if they're tossing up links that are not relevant, go ahead and block them. That's oh, kind of relevant. He, he threw a link to the that Santa Claus. That, Santa uh, Claus rescues oh, fire power lines. Okay. Power yeah, as long as it's relevant. Yeah, as long as he's not yeah. spam or a troll, that, that's fine. We welcome yeah. everybody. Hey, probably welcome. got to see the video on that. There's a video I on it? that. That was Yeah, it, it's 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 bad. Really? <laughs> yeah, they, they rescued Santa Claus. I might have a picture here that Is I... Is it on YouTube? Yeah. I see it on Facebook as well. It wasn't David DePeno, was it? He's been flying around Prattville, Alabama in his, his Santa Claus outfit lately. <laughs> I hope not. It looks like a powered parachute, not a... It was. Yeah, it's a powered parachute. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. All right. Well, that sucks, man. People just go out there trying to spread the Santa spirit, end up in power lines. That's a bad yeah, day. Definitely had yeah, good intentions, was, but it was an hour-long live chat. Yeah. And uh, or or live stream on Facebook, and they finally got him down. I thought he had a passenger in it when when I was watching the video, but I think he's okay. Mm. I think that he's all right. And we also have a very interesting footage right here that we're going to show in just a moment that uh, Steve's going to tell us about with um, someone stealing a paramotor out of the back of a truck. So before we get into Steve's mishap, um, let's go ahead and talk about people stealing stuff, our PPG stuff, out of our trucks, out of our cars. Um, I think we had a couple of people here on the panel that has had things stolen uh, from us, from our cars and from the back of our trucks. And if you guys that are watching this in the chat, have you had anyone steal anything from you while you were flying or while you were in your house? Uh, Steve, real quick, we're going to show this um, video here. What happened? Who was this? And uh, give us a little bit more information, please. Let me go ahead and put this back up. Are you there or do I lose everyone? I'm still here. Okay, so okay. go ahead and tell us what's going on. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Hadi uh, was tired, and so instead of oh, unloading- Oh, this was you? No, 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 this is my yep. instructor. Oh, God. Uh, he left his gear on the back of his truck. And if anybody wants to know how fast you can lose things, start counting on your fingers. And this was, I think, one of his uh, neighbor's uh, security cameras. And unfortunately, because we have reflector plates in California, you can see the reflection off the guy's plate. Which means you can't read it, right? Which you can't read it. Now we've gone back to the, uh, it's optional, the uh, black black plates with the yellow lettering. So yeah, they just toss it in the bed there. Eight grand worth of gear gone just like that. 15 to 48. That was about 35 seconds. Yeah. So what mm. and that, that was them leaving so um 
gosh, this this is awful. Has, has anybody else had something like this stolen? And didn't you say that you saw some footage from before this during the day that somebody came up and was scouting it out? Okay. Uh, he basically talks to neighbors and uh, now he lives in a neighborhood where the uh, houses start in the seven figures. So don't think that, that to me, it's kind of like leaving stuff out in that kind of an area. Well, if you're going to seal something, you're not going to come to East LA where I live. Nobody, you know what? I correct that. The second day I got my excursion, they uh, sawed off the catalytic converter. So that wow. was about 700 bucks. <laughs> I had the thing two days. What? I go out to move the car for street sweeping and all of a sudden I fire it up and I'm like, Jesus, you know, sounded great. And then I realized what had happened. But um, yeah, he uh, checked some other security cameras and uh, they saw some other people kind of, I guess, in a white Honda, just kind of going up and down driveways, casing the uh, area. Uh, the happy note is, is that because I think of that video, they actually did catch the guys that stole his paramotor. Now, they're claiming that since it wasn't tied down to the back of the truck, it kind of flipped out onto the freeway. Oh, like, well, what's wow. the location? Because we want to see the carcass. Uh, reality is, is if he said where the paramotor was, uh, he's covering for friends because, you know, he snitches on two friends and they snitch on two friends and so on and so on. So he just, I guess, decided to take the rap that he's responsible for the one unit. So, you know, uh, uh, everything's in the process and in the uh, courts right now. So we'll see how that ends up. Did he get it back? Meantime, the uh, new paramotor, he's going to probably take delivery in the next week or two, we hope. So he had insurance coverage then? That was something I wanted to ask you guys about. I heard on an earlier podcast, somebody managed to get uh, insurance through Allstate or something through their guy. And yeah, I think Kevin that's a that I'd love yeah. to have. Huh? Yeah, he, he just left. He said he had to go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I know people that have like liability insurance by getting a uh, subscription or a annual membership through USUA, United States Ultralight mm -hmm. Association. And okay. it, getting, but it's basically just liability insurance. Like if you were to land on somebody's property and hurt them or damage their oh, property, I just I'm like not sure it covers like your expense if somebody steals your motor. But Kevin wouldn't know he's been through this. Yeah, because it pretty much sounded like uh, your auto and home insurance ain't going to touch it because they consider it an aircraft. And uh, I guess they can cobble something together through, uh, I guess, Allstate or other insurance agencies. But uh, you know, I'd like to see how that was put together and maybe even contact that insurance agent. And if he can't do it, maybe because uh, I'm in a different state, find somebody locally, locally who could cobble something like that together. Because, uh, you know, as far as break-ins and uh, stuff stolen off the back of vehicles, you know, if they qualify it as an aircraft, you're pretty much on your own. Uh, it's not going to get covered. If now, like, in the be, chat I don't care. knows huh? about um, insurance for a paramotor, please say something real quick. And uh, as soon as someone says something, Shane, please let us know. I'll be on it. Thank you. Yeah. But insurance is great because I had somebody knife through a $600 convertible top to steal a $100 stereo out of my car. Yeah. Like, dude, just tap me on the shoulder and I'll give you the damn stereo because, you know, those things are a pain in the ass to replace. I've, I've seen, I did a job in New Mexico for the DOT. We installed $100,000 worth of equipment on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. They tied a chain around it <laughs> and drug it off with a truck for $20 worth of scrap metal. And, you know, oh. it, it's, yeah, people do stupid things for a little yeah. bit of money. Catalytic converter on my, uh, on my excursion. 
Yeah, that was $700 to replace it. And you know, uh, scrap is probably about a $100 bill. You know, I'd rather give him a $100 bill and take him to dinner before <laughs> I have to go through that again. Yeah. Fortunately, they have no interest in aftermarket catalytic converters. So I feel comfortable not having to booby trap the next one. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Well, here we are at 741. Uh, we've been talking okay. for 41 minutes and we haven't even got to your mishap. Now that okay. we know all about you, um, Wayne's World, now we know that uh, you got a really interesting experience that you want to talk about. The whole reason why you're here in the first place, you just started PPG, yeah. powered paragliding, and this da -da -da -da, is the drum roll. This is where everybody needs to get off their phone, stop chatting with the wife, stop, uh, you know, deal. It was a not event. some other things on Facebook and watch this because he's got a really interesting experience. Bloviating. Are we, are okay, we ready? I'll go through the whole thing. Now, I did, buy, uh, I did buy my instructor's old unit. First two times we took it out. And day one, he was going to send me up in the air. Because again, as far as the kiting, the ground handling, and even with like 80 pounds of gear on my back, I got it. You know, it's, but uh, the wind just started blowing up the first two times we went out. So no launch. The uh, third time we went out, um, I had trouble with the batteries. I, bu I bought brand new starter batteries because this doesn't have a pull start. And uh, even though the numbers were identical, the uh, connectors uh, on the new batteries were too small. So couldn't start the engine and it was getting late. So, and he didn't bring, Hottie didn't bring his motor that time. So this last time where everything happened, uh, my fault, uh, I didn't go through my gear and everything else. So uh, the engine flooded and I didn't have a spark plug wrench. So it's like, oh man, another missed opportunity. And that's where Hottie's like, okay, no, you fly mine. You know, nobody flies his gear. But he's like, you go ahead. Now, he had flown it uh, the week previously for about four or five minutes. And he had a motor out. Now, granted, he's only about like five, 10 feet off the ground. Uh, he takes it home and uh, he thinks there was just a bad connection on the switch or something, whatever else. But he was at half power. Landed it, no big deal. And that was the end of the day. So that day... I put it on, I get out there on the beach in Oxnard, wind's perfect, uh, the engine's running fine. And I just take about three or four steps and I'm up and I'm like, all right, but I'm just kind of hovering above the ground so I give it more gas. I'm about 70% power. And uh, keep in mind my first time flying this thing, uh, I basically paying attention to what is happening. You know, What does this feel like? What does this control do? Uh, my rate of climb. I'm like, I'm loving it. I, I'm already hooked at this point. That's how long it took. And I'm enjoying it. Now he's on the radio and he's telling me, okay, go to the right, go to the right. Now I got the ocean to the left. The wind's coming off the, coming from the West. Paraglider brain says you don't fly downwind under any circumstances, especially if you don't have, you know, much of a landing area. So all I know is if I turned right, I'd be picking up a whole lot of speed. Oh, wait, I have a motor. <laughs> so uh, just as I was about to make the correction and start to uh, bank right, which would have been a disaster unto itself, that's when the motor quit. Because if, if I had turned right, I would have been facing inland towards uh, the dunes. And uh, I don't think there were any uh, houses at that point. But uh, it just would have ended badly because I would have picked up a whole lot of speed and uh, not enough altitude to correct for it. 
So uh, once the motor, I mean, just went dead, uh, took me about a split second to realize I'm not even gonna try a restart. So I just kind of took a nice long, slow glide farther and farther and farther away from the, where I launched, meaning I got to carry this in the sand walking back and uh, just floated back down and then uh, banked just a little bit to the left into the wind and uh, tiptoed to a stop, brought the wing down, unhooked. And of course, he's like, are you okay, okay? Because I'm like a quarter mile down the beach. He's like, I'm like, no problem, everything's fine. And uh, finally, when they caught up to me, you know, he just grabbed the wing and I'm basically, uh, you know, lumping it back to the uh, launch point with all this gear on my back. And keep in mind, I'm a truck driver, so uh, I got plenty of strength, but a stamina, forget it. So basically, without passing out, uh, I get back to the benches, I set the motor on the tabletop, unhook from it, and I kept my mouth shut, but I almost fell flat you know, face forward into the ground because I was so tired. But uh, I just made myself look good and sat down and like, yeah, I meant to do this. But uh, that was pretty much my 32nd flight with a uh, paramotor. Uh, it's not a deterrent. Um, I'm enthusiastic to try it again. I've gone through all my gear, my toolbox, my batteries, uh, gas. So no more mistakes. Next time I go out, I plan to be up for no less than 30 minutes on the uh, first launch. And then uh, after that, it's just gonna be a uh, launch and land so I can get that down because to me, flying's the easy part. You know, anybody yep. can fly. So this, so this was your very first solo flight for right. a powered paraglider. Right. And you ended up not using your own stuff that you're used to or that you, you know, had, right. you were using somebody else, uh, somebody else's gear and you ended up even though it was a motor out and it could have been disastrous, you were able to float down tippy toe and land it. Basically, I do, I credit that a lot to experience because I knew enough not to make mistakes, not to second guess anything. Uh, if what I'm doing is working and the conditions are stable, keep doing it. Just, just get down. Like I said, I don't have a motor. I don't know what it's gonna take to restart or what to expect. Um, I'm still not reacting. I'm still thinking about what I have to do. And when you think there's one second, two seconds, five seconds gone before you take action and a whole lot can happen in that little amount of time. So for all the newbies out there that are getting ready to go to school or thinking about doing this uh, or have a very few amount of times that you've launched and were in the air, if something like this happens to you, if there is a motor out, nine times out of 10, it's floating down and tippy-toeing away, right? I mean, it's not like, you know, airplane, you know, where you take off and then you're going to come down and crash or possibly could crash. In this sport, thank goodness, we have the opportunity of coming down and landing like a butterfly, even without power. Right. Uh, same with the paraglider. Uh, I will say that the paraglider takes a little bit more finesse because uh, with all the, with the motor and the weight and everything, it's solid. It's just kind of like it does what you want it. It does what you need it to do and you can feel it as it happens. With the paraglider, to me, there seems to be a little bit of a lag time. You know, these are on the uh, B wings. So you have to uh, compensate for that. So, you know, I'm coming in for a landing and, you know, especially with Silmar, there's an area that, man, it'll just bump you up 20 feet on, the, on your uh, final approach. But uh, yeah, I just kind of pull some brake 
you know, and then wait about two or three seconds for the reaction. And, you know, if it's too much or it's too little, just kind of uh, fly accordingly. And that takes a bit of experience. But uh, once you got it, you got it. It's uh, no big deal. But uh, when you're close to the ground, don't change direction, period. I've done that with the uh, paraglider. <laughs> that, that didn't look pretty, but, uh, you know, I came out of it, but it was one of those circumstances. It's like, okay, I got three bad options and I'm going to take the least, <laughs> you exactly. know, bad option, but... Uh, so, so this whole thing here, guys, it's, it's not to, to scare you with, you know, a motor out and going down. It's one of those things that, you know, we're lucky enough to be in a, in a sport that if there is a motor out, we can come down like a butterfly. Unfortunately, Linda said that she's got to go. So farewell, Linda. Uh, we appreciate you, you being hey, Linda. here. I love the hat. <laughs> and um, if well, you want... I didn't say I had to go. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, who said that? Why oh, you want had... me to go? No, some. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just saw your old one saying that well, you had Kevin to go. Said that oh, earlier. Lordy, Grandpa. That is my fault. I say we I haven't even heard from her yet. What are you doing this? I know. Oh, I heard you got to go. I, I'm like, I do. Okay, well, all right then. <laughs> I, I saw. The, okay, I saw your old message. Unfortunately, that said. Oh that, yes, um, earlier I could yeah. get on like okay. right there. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um. Any new questions I in the chat, you. Shane? he's on mute but i think he said no uh, oh my God. i was but, uh, laughing and making jokes the whole time oh, Man. Gosh, <laughs> you'd love our sidekick phil he's doing the same thing oh man i'm lying so know. off tonight good lord that's right we know that you're feeling a little bit under the weather but he's still here no i got a migraine it's it's good though what did you have in mind? <laughs> hey, okay, you, ain't, you ain't muted, okay, JP. JP, you are not muted. <laughs> now oh, he yeah. is. Okay. Oh, oh, someone's man. no longer. Someone's no longer a single man. <laughs> okay. Now the whole oh, yeah. Give him a hard time, real quick. That's right. That's right. Yeah, baby. He's all in love. He's all in uh, love, folks, Shaney. That is so funny. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I could help myself. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. What were we talking about? Bear motors? Is that right? <laughs> we were talking about bear motors, I think. Bear motors. All right. Oh. You were talking about me having uh, flying equipment that I had no experience on. I have no experience on my own equipment. <laughs> All I have is uh, I got the unit. I got my uh, paraglider wing, which I'll go ahead and uh, fly that for a little while. Um, then decide which uh, wing I'll ultimately get. But uh, one thing that was a big difference was that the unit I have is like damn near 20 pounds heavier. You know, it's it, like I said, it's a, it's a rotary engine. It's a wankle. <laughs> uh, the thing's a beast. But uh, even with the... Uh, the failed launch, blown launches and uh, kiting with that. Once I got into something that was a lot lighter, it was my, it was a world of difference. It was uh, just so easy to deal with that. Um, like I said, I'm going to fly mine for a while, but uh, it'll probably end up on a trike, you know, because again, you know, uh, the, the launching doesn't bother me. The flying is not going to be a non-event landing with that much weight. That is something that, uh, you know, you have to consider. And uh, 
you know, me being uh, 27 trapped in a uh, 58-year-old body, you know, that's a reality I might have to contend with at some point in about 10 years. So I have a question. I, I want to rebuttal that. Um, there's a guy at the compound who's 84 years old and still footlocks. He still footlocks. Yeah, but how much does his, his gear weigh? Well, he's he's on, I believe, a, a Adam 80. Oh, I, I want to say. But it all depends on on your flaring and and when you when you um, when you flare. Right. Uh, there's there's been a couple times I flared late and come down pretty hard. And I'm 46. I know I'm right behind you, not too long. But uh, there's other times where, I mean, it, I could have had a thousand pounds on my back. It wouldn't have mattered if I, if you flare right, you come mm -hmm. in and and you just tippy toe in. So, and what you get I don't want to say in, don't go. To, I don't want to say don't go to trike because I have nothing against trike. Uh, but I'm just, I'm a foot launcher, and well, it's going to take both my ankles to look like Brian's after he kicked the hay bale before I start doing a trike. <laughs> Yeah, of course, I haven't had any broken bones or any injuries throughout my life. You know, why, I don't know. But uh, it's just, again, oh, yeah. yeah, you can do some phenomenal things under perfect conditions and do it right 100% of the time under perfect conditions. But reality is, is that there's going to be circumstances where you don't get that option. And so I just kind of want to, you know, broaden my horizon, expand my parameters so if things do go a little bit sideways, uh, have a little bit of an out or a little bit more of a way of uh, minimizing the uh, damage, you know, avoid it at all costs. But again, you know, nothing's going to go 100% perfectly 100% of the time. I agree. Um, there, there is a question in the chat from mm -hmm. uh, Mark, Mark Elroy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. He wants to know from JP, um, what did she have in mind? I, it's a question. I just was going with what I was told to do. Read questions. So. You're supposed to read the questions. JP, you're on the air. We, we, we have technical difficulties. We have lost JP for the moment. <laughs> Poor guy. Hey, listen, from what I've been told, he'll be back in 30 seconds. So, oh, so oh. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Chase got joke. I like that one. Uh, well, JP is, um, I don't know. Let's preoccupied. Go. Yeah, preoccupied. Uh, let's run over here to, uh, to to Steve's YouTube channel. Now, right now, he only has five subscribers, um, but he hasn't put a bunch of stuff on there. It's pretty much for his friends and family because he does all the video for his friends and family. So if you would like to subscribe, made a subscriber account go up just a wee bit, please do that. He's also on Facebook under Steve Goodpaster. So swing by and stay high. Oh, the last thing that- sight. Don't look, don't look. <laughs> last, the last thing that um, people were talking about was, um, you know, happy birthday in November. So- Thank sure you, it is appreciated. <laughs> make sure you go over there and say happy late uh, birthday. Um, I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Uh, Steve said that he can be here until 8.30, which is another 30 minutes from now. Mm -hmm. It's almost eight o'clock. So what I'm going to do is I'm gonna go over here to the chat. If you want to chat with Steve and talk paramotors, what I'll do is I'll put the link to this right now live stream. And this is not the after party. So we're only gonna be talking to Steve and we're only gonna be talking paramotor. 
if that's okay with everyone. So we're going to do that for 30 okay. minutes on the air, and then we're going to go off the air to have an after party. Is that cool with everyone? Yep. All right. Good deal. I so am not okay chat. with that. I, th I thought but... the after party started 20 minutes ago. The party's <laughs> here, though. A minute and a half, he came back. Well, that was really cool. Going. <laughs> All right. Peeps in the chat. We do have saying error. Do you guys see it? It says error. Error. My internet is not that good. Maybe. No, it's it. We can see it. Oh, you can? Okay. Um, there is our meeting link. If you want to talk paramotors, jump on. This is not the after show. What happened to the password being so easy? Now it's difficult. I know. We, we changed things up a little bit to, to try different things, and here we are. So if you want to be on the show and talk paramotors, jump on. If not, um, we're going to continue until 8.30, and then at 8.30, you guys can jump on with that uh, username and password. Is, is more information, password. The, the jet motor that they put on a hang glider, is that qualified for paramotors? Yes, like let's talk. It. Let's talk about the the jets. Yes, let's talk about oh, okay. I put an airplane engine on a bicycle when I was twelve, um, a very small one. So, uh, but that's not a jet engine. I'm very curious to hear about this jet engine. Okay, uh, if you look up Eugene Glue Harif, and you look up uh, MEG three X, and the MEG two X, and then there was the one X. Uh, Eugene Gloharif was a dear friend. Uh, he lived out in Hesperia. Uh, he created the, uh, his own version of a uh, backpack helicopter using a uh, all stainless steel propane powered pressure jet. So it wasn't a uh, uh, pulse jet. Uh, it had no moving parts. Uh, the GA220 weighs about three pounds. I got a pair of them on my skateboard. And uh, they put out about 20 pounds, of, up to about 22 pounds of thrust each. So, and so I can claim that uh, built and flew the uh, world's first and only jet powered flex wing ultralight, uh, dual jet powered moped, and uh, dual jet powered skateboard. Now, keep in mind a moped, which will get you 50 miles on a, a gallon of gas. Uh, the two jet engines on the moped got about 25 miles an hour and yeah, ran for about four minutes with uh, five gallons of propane. So not exactly. Yes, Derek's still in the shed. That was the wife. <laughs> oh, oh, you still got it. I hear you. Oh, I still got it. Yeah. I'll, well, again, I'll see if I can dig out the pictures and start sending them out to you. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, uh, like I said, it was just a, a project where ultimately we were shooting for doing a air show after we had, after we built the proof of concept vehicle, oh, where'd he go? Uh, with the uh, proof of concept vehicle, doing an air show for the uh, 1988 opening of the uh, Korean Olympics. And uh, without getting in all the drama and everything else, you know, it obviously didn't happen, but it was amazing when we saw the uh, air show, they were using, I think, uh, paramotors or just, uh, no, I think they were using a, uh, hang glider I, it's been so long basically they were using the same uh, choreography that we had uh, proposed so yeah you know we're just kind of like yeah that should have been us man but uh it just didn't happen 
but like I said, we, it was one, it was a, one of those summers, man, where we just had a blast and, uh, you know, did what they said couldn't be done. And, uh, that was it. So, but, so back to paramotors, I, I know you had the one flight that we talked about the 32nd flight, right? Did you have any official training leading up to that one flight? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh Hadi's my, Hadi is my instructor. He's been my instructor all the way through paragliding. He's the one who uh, organized the trip to Ecuador. He's also a uh, sanctioned uh, uh, paramotor pilot uh, and instructor. Uh, I've been taking all my training from him. Because of my schedule, his schedule, and weather, it's just taken a god-awful long time just to uh, get to the level to where I can get some you know, little card from uh, the uh, official sanctioning body. But uh, I will be going that route. I'm not taking any shortcuts. Uh, fighting the urge to throw the gear on the back of the uh, truck and go out to Palmdale because, um, yeah, sunrise in the uh, San Joaquin Valley, it's just glassy smooth. I mean, yeah, I could, I feel confident that I could pull it off, but I'm not going to betray anyone's trust and trying to do it myself. You know, it's either going to be, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down from the uh, powers that be. But once I get that green light, um, I took my, honestly, I took my uh, credit score. I had like 834 and I'm not buying a house or a car. So I just took out a loan and bought a four wheel drive. I bought a uh, dual sport motorcycle to hang off the back. I'm buying some camping gear, bought the uh, paragliding paramotor gear. I'm getting everything I need for 10 years. And this way I can be autonomous and just start racking up the hours because even as a uh, paraglider pilot, I'm still very low hours. I'm pure recreational. I haven't done really any cross country, but uh, that's the goal. And um, I have a pretty good track record of uh, accomplishing what I set out to do. So um, it, it was, it is happening. Uh, again, I say to everybody listening, patience, man, don't ever rush anything, man, because that one time you think you're going to get away with it. No, <laughs> that, you know, only... that's when Murphy moves in and, uh, you know, sit, sits on your shoulder and just laughs and makes you look like a complete idiot. There's only one time I went out, um, failed three launches in a row. I don't know why, but after the three launches, I packed it up and went home. I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just in here. I don't know if it was something with my, my, my wing, but um, I don't know. But uh, I agree with you, Steve. Don't rush so, it. If it's not so going. Steve, yes. A question. Uh, any, any plans for an SIV course? Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to say I had an SIV because uh, the one I was supposed to have taken, the wing, the wing that I have was just so unrealistically stable. It's kind of like, you know, do this, stall this. As soon as you let go, boom, I'm flying again. That thing just did not want to cooperate. It didn't want to collapse. I came back on the ground, uh, didn't get a refund. But um, yeah, as far as uh, wing overs on that, uh, on the uh, Caro Instinct, it's a joy, man. I'm just back and forth, back and forth. And, uh, you know, until my arms get tired. <laughs> um, as far as big ears, that's, uh, you know, in my little bag of Kung Fu where um, San Bernardino gets a little bit rowdy. I'll uh, grab those lines and drag them down to my butt and just float all the way back to uh, the LZ and I'll just uh, weight shift. But uh, again, because of my stamina on my arms, you know, if I'm actively flying, I'm good for about an hour. But I got to be careful because all of a sudden 
you start pulling on the lines and you, uh, you start feeling a little bit of a twitch or uh, get that palsy shake, you're, yeah. you've gone too far. You've done too much. So I just bring it down, lock my hands in, uh, grab my thumbs onto something and just hold it there. And uh, so I'm able to uh, come in for a nice, safe landing. And it's been a non-event every time. But uh, as far as also instruction, and don't ever worry about looking foolish because uh, early on, like I said, you know, you make one or two or three bad mistakes or even mistakes and you're not feeling it, uh, pack it up and go home. When I was at, um, like oh, I was about to say early on, I was geared up, I'm facing the wing, I'm going to do a reverse launch, I've done it before. And I'm the last guy on the hill and I'm kind of like standing there and I'm going, I ain't feeling it. And I just said, looked at Phil and said, ain't going to happen. And he's like, fine, pack it up. Let's go home. And to Phil's credit, he did not give me any grief about it. Uh, he let me talk it out. I'm kind of going through my head. You know, I don't know what was on going on, but uh, yeah, just one of those days where it was perfect, but you know, I'm tired. I not enjoying this. It's like, I think I heard somebody say uh, after you racked up about 50 hours and you're asking that yourself, when is it supposed to be start being fun? Dude, it ain't for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, don't ever push yourself, you know, just because your buddies are out there and they're launching, they're flying, you know, I'm standing there and my teeth are chattering. It's like, once I get up there, it's only going to get worse. I'm freezing. So I just pack up my gear, hike back to the car, turn on the engine, crank the heater up full blast. 45 minutes later, it's like, yeah, let's go. And yeah, then I went out and had a blast. But yeah, you know, like I said, if you're not feeling it, don't do it. You know, you're not going to enjoy it. And the potential for mistakes just skyrockets. How, how cold was that? Because um, the coldest I've flown so far this year is 28 degrees. And it was, an, it was only a 20 yeah, minute you're flight. you're insane. <laughs> it, it was cold. Um, Send me a list of those little uh, electric socks and gloves because I'm probably going to have to look into those. Because again, my, my idea is that I will fly when it's cold, but I'm not going to freeze myself again. And I want, if I got the gear to do it, I'm going to do it. I have electric uh, gloves, but my fingers were freezing with electric gloves on high. So I had to didn't. land. <laughs> Everything else was warm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in fact, the only reason I landed uh, in Ibarra, you know, is gorgeous. I would have probably gone out there for about three or four hours. Uh, basically got five minutes of rain. And at that point, I'm just soaked. <laughs> and teeth are chattering and everything else. Nope, time to go in for a land. And again, it was a non-event. Once I got the gear packed up and started running around, yeah, I'm warm, but you know, it's too it late today. It was raining watching. when you were flying. Yeah, you so chill. you were paragliding in the, way, in the rain? Well, it wasn't my intention. Again, it was low clouds. They were flying over the, uh, or you know, floating around the mountain. In fact, the, the clouds were coming in below the uh, top of the mountains we were at. So uh, trying to get altitude and lift. And I was flying around them, in them, through them. Um, yeah, that's probably one of my idiot things is uh, south of San Francisco, there's Muscle Beach, uh, or they call the dump. And it was just this heavy, thick cloud layer just above the ridge line. And so everybody's flying at about 200 to 500 feet. And I got my little mechanical um, uh, altimeter or a skydiving watch. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of like looking at all these people. It's like, hey, I, you know, I'm getting some lift here. And I went back farther, got some lift. I'm now dragging my wing through the bottom of the clouds. And that's where I'm staying. I'm up there for about 45 minutes. I mean, 
you know, there was no cloud suck or anything, but you couldn't see the airports from San Francisco flying over your head. So I'm kind of like, just how close are these things? I mean, they were, they were uh, you know, a good mile or two away. But uh, the one thing was, is while I was floating around in the clouds, and I think I have some pictures of that, uh, I started being a smart ass looking down and saying, ah, quake with fear, terror from above. And I heard this woomph. Like, what the hell was that? Well, about 15 feet above me or above my wing came this uh, hang glider. Where he came from, where he launched from, I have no idea. But man, he scared the hell out of him, scared the hell out of me. Just kind of like, okay, no more flying in the clouds anymore because uh, I'm not alone. But uh, yeah, that could have ended badly. But uh, yeah, it was fun while it lasted. But uh that and uh, landing in pitch black, that was another event. And uh, I'll tell you what, flying in the dark. Yeah, I'm going to, now that's another issue we'll talk about but, uh, uh, off camera. But uh, yeah, it was like uh, launched after sunset in uh, Palomar. I didn't know it was going to be a 30 minute sled ride, glassy smooth, just enjoying it. It's getting darker, it's getting darker. And I wear glasses and I was wearing sunglasses when I launched. So yeah, that, that, that was uh, fun, but uh, came down safe, didn't panic, didn't freak out, looking for uh, cues and things. And uh, yeah, they said, oh yeah, there's a light that's on the uh, field and you can land down there. Well, the problem was the light was on the opposite side of the building. So the ground again was pitch black. I couldn't tell where the road was, the fence was, but there was a, a car coming up the highway and I still had enough memory to know what the position of everything was and how much room I had. So when the car went by, I knew where the road was. And that's where I just pulled big ears, dumped altitude. Uh, got a surprise when I flew about 15 feet beside a, a phone pole or a marker. Yeah, so mm. I could have hung up on that. But once I knew where I was, I just kind of came down and just put my heels out. And as soon as they hit the ground, oh. collapsed the wing, landed on my butt. It was about a five foot stopping distance. <clears throat> it was a non-event. And then it scared this the hell all, out of me. This was all free flight paragliding, right? That you're talking about now. Yeah, but okay, it was yeah. pitch black coming in for landing. Yeah, and about seven, eight minutes later, uh, I didn't know somebody else had launched behind me. Oh, no. Yeah, they said they couldn't see me. They, had, they thought they were alone in the sky. And I'm like, dude, I must have been right in front of you the whole time. So, but yeah, like I said, I will say again, my paramotor, uh, my path to uh, flying, it's been... It's been a very long path with very little amount happening. Um, I watched the videos, I got the gear, I got the best instructor, but patience is everything because, uh, you know, most people are kind of bugging me. It's like, man, you should have been doing this by now. Which, yeah, but I, I work for the post, I drive trucks for the post office. I get called in at the last minute because people kind of like go MIA. So I lose out on weekends. Um, my instructor, he gets called in on weekends. He disappears from the country for about a day or two. Uh, so like I said, I, I can wait. I mean, yeah, there's other instructors. I could go with them. I could be uh, up and running by the end of January. But I've decided, you know, I'm going to stick with this guy. And I'm not regretting any uh, decisions I've made. So I'm not regretting any decisions, period. I'm just uh, waiting for it. And come February, the Salton Sea fly-in, that's where it's all going to happen. <laughs> Take you're, you're a week off of work. 
yeah. So it'll be about a year since I bought the gear, but you know, there's a difference between me and other people that I've seen trying to push things. I don't walk with a limp. <laughs> you know, my back doesn't hurt. I don't got any scars on my elbows and my gear is still intact. So at this point, I'm still doing something right. That's a fair assessment. I, you know, I tend to push, push myself a little bit. and mm -hmm. Now I walk with a, I walk with a limp and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One technical question I wanted to ask, uh, unfortunately, uh, I guess Kevin's gone. On um, the paramotor positioning, because the harness that uh, came with it is a medium and I should have a large. On my unit, because where I blew the launch, the one time I could have gotten it up, it was so high on my back that when I tried to lean back and power up, I started dragging my toes in the ground or in the, in the sand. If I was on hard ground, I probably could have pulled it off. But uh, with uh, the second unit, it was sitting much lower and it just felt much more comfortable and just pushed me straight up into the air. So I'm wondering, A, loosen up the harness on uh, my unit or just flat out you know, it's money's not a big deal in this, and I could just go ahead and buy another harness, you know, for my size. I'm no so, instructor, but it's a general um, consensus. Hang, but hang check. Yeah. Hang hang test. Test oh, okay. You can adjust a lot of that stuff. You can hang it from your rafters. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, just just hang it from adjust your rafters. Where where it sits on your back, you can lower it on your back as well. So that well, the position should be what down. about mid back or below the shoulder blades or. What's that? I mean, exactly. Where should the where should the thrust point be on your body? Uh, it's supposed to you know? be like right through, like right under your shoulder blades, I believe. Um, okay, because that's where that's where the uh, that's where uh, my unit sits. But like I said, the other one was hanging a bit low. Right. But again, once once uh, uh, I powered up, it just felt right, and I was wondering, okay, maybe I got to adjust this other unit because even though I'm told this is where it's supposed to be. It just, you know, I, I couldn't get into it. Just, I mean, just, I have, just, your, just have your instructor, you know, re-hang check for you. That, that's okay. Be, yeah. Yeah. Cause we didn't hang check the second unit. And like I said, once I got up, it, it was just very comfortable and very natural. What frame so, was that? Hmm? What frame was that? Uh, well, again, the one that I have is a uh, Volition 2 and his frame, I don't, I, I don't think it's the Maverick, but it looks like a Maverick, and it's got a Moster 185. So, uh, Mark George wants to know what harness you have. What harness are you using? Uh, whatever came with it. The Volution. On the Volution too, yeah. Mark, if you're in the chat, I posted the uh, link for this. Um, it's probably the Dudek, if it. Uh, it's a Parajet. Go ahead and jump on and uh, tell us what you think about that. If you know anything about the um, harnesses, since you do sell paramotors, Mark, George. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I noticed, uh, the uh, harness on the uh, V2, there's uh, two, uh, I guess, uh, tubes that come out. The uh, webbing wraps over it and it's actually riveted into the frame. And so I'm thinking, well, since they don't support this unit anymore, or uh, Perja doesn't support anything on this unit anymore. Um, you know, I'm, I said, if I end up having to get another frame or whatever else, uh, I'm not worried about having a wall hanger, you know, piece of decoration, because it's, it's going to get used. 
but um, just kind of looking at my options as far as improving, because the unit's like what, about eight, nine years old? Uh, maybe not that old, but uh, I'm sure there's been some uh, innovations in uh, the technology over the years. So anything I can do to upgrade it or improve it, because uh, it's got low hours and I definitely want to keep flying it for long as possible. If, like I said, once I get about a couple hours on it and I get in about a dozen takeoffs and landings, uh, then I'll be able to speak from experience as to what I like and what I don't like. But like even the motorcycle I got now, uh, honestly, I didn't like it the uh, first time I saw it, the first time I rode it. But once I started treating it and riding it the way it was designed to be ridden, it's fantastic. It's great. I love it. In fact, uh, it may take a while to put the Harley back on the road because I have no love for that bike. And that's a different story. So. Sounds like you got a ton of stories. Sounds like your life has been amazing. Um, how many different countries and places have you flown in? I know that you said a um, couple of them, but. No, no, no. I've, uh, I've flown all around Southern California and uh, Ecuador, and that's it. Um, okay. trip, trip to Mexico got canceled uh, thanks to the Rona. Um, we were talking, somebody was talking about going up to Canada, but apparently the uh, rules and regulations up there are far more restrictive. So that's probably not going to oh, happen. <clears throat> and um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go wherever I can, you know, but like I said, it's, uh, you know, no hurry. I got time. And uh, I'll just see what happens and see what presents itself. Well, sounds good. So how, are... how long? Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. How long ago was this this flight of yours? Are we talking a week ago, a month ago, oh, a year ago? November, November 29th on my birthday. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. So, like I said, okay. you know, after, after waiting all that time, it's like, hey, that was my present. That and a uh, box of cigars I bought for myself and uh, another uh, big ass watch. And <laughs> so, I do so little for myself and I give so much. <laughs> Um, what I was going to say is that we got 10 more minutes until you said that you have to go. Yeah, it's, um, not, a, it's not a hard 10 minutes, but uh, I'll stick it out. But, but yeah, know, tonight, I mean, tonight's uh, broadcast is brought to you by Five Hour Energy Shot and uh, <laughs> Red Bull. It, it, it sounds like I, it. That's, I, that's my that's dinner. Been done. That's what I should have done tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I said, even though, like I said, people are saying, well, you got to get your rest before you drive a truck. And uh, I got the greatest truck driving job in the world if you're an 80-year-old man. It's a pickup, drive 200 miles north, drop the trailer, pick up the southbound, come back, go home, you're done. So I'm on the I-5 in the middle of the night with uh, cigars and heavy metal and a big truck looking for UFOs out in the San Joaquin Valley. Yeah, I, I need love to it. I need to hook you up with a new friend of mine, man. His name's Shot, uh, Scott Shamka. He's uh -huh. uh, he goes by a pair of trucker on uh, Instagram. I just right. met him. He, he, he drives a semi around the country full time and he's got a paramotor that breaks down and goes in the cab of his truck. He's stopping at fly at uh, truck stops and mm -hmm. just flying wherever he can. But yeah, uh, that's what I started doing with the uh, uh, paraglider, but then uh, I changed jobs. And so instead of being cross country, uh, I've just been doing a route for the last 10 years but uh yeah i had my own truck for seven years and i loved it so there is a, a question in the chat yes it's not 
necessarily related to PPG, but I think I got to hear it. Uh, critical comment PPG asked, still ask Steve to tell the story of when he was a stunt double for Mike Wires in Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, I, was, never, <laughs> I never did stunts uh, in the industry. I did uh, extra work for a bunch of uh, films, television shows, commercials off and on. Uh, the last three was Demolition Man, Airheads, and Wayne's World 2. Uh, prior to that, I did miniatures and models. Uh, it was a non-union shop, so 90% of everything I did went overseas for companies I never heard of. Uh, piece of trivia, if you do remember um, the scene in, uh, oh, I'm drawing a brain fart. Wayne's World 2. No, no, no. <laughs> this goes back before that. Uh, no, on um, Beetlejuice, if you oh. remember the scene where he's coming out of the floor wearing the carousel hat, that was built at our dining room table by uh, my roommate at the time. So uh, I worked for uh, Robert Short Productions uh, briefly and um, not one of my favorite experiences, but <laughs> I worked on Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future uh, for one of the characters that got dropped immediately. But uh, yeah, that was a TV show that was giving all the kids epileptic fits because of the uh, strobing effect that was supposed to interact with the toys you bought at the uh, Toys R Us. Well, I got a I got a little known fact. I took my wife on our very first date to see Devilition Man at the movie theaters. Oh, okay. You're not going to see me in there. I'm just one of the crowd. And same with uh, Airheads. And um, in fact, uh, I <laughs> uh, somebody was asking about. It. I did find a uh, I got a clip from uh, or a scene where you can see me in the crowd fairly clearly in uh, Wayne's World too. And you know, I just got the mirrored sunglasses and I got the leather top hat off to the top left portion of the screen. So uh, I, I, I don't look too much different from then or on IMDb. I still have a hat. Hey, Brian, any other questions in the chat right above that critical comment, PBG? Oh, let's see. Be true love. Wow. <laughs> no, I, don't say, I don't say any more questions at all. OK. All right, moving on. Anything, so. I'm at your mercy. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> I don't, what? Steve. I don't know if you can see the chat, but we're, there's a whole, yeah. whole little conversation going on there. Great. <laughs> so, how's your? So you've been flying a little bit, not too much, but I mean, when are you? When are you going? To decide to go ahead and go for full force with with the. PPG thing? Well, I am all ready to go. I've been ready to go. But again, it's just a matter of uh, scheduling, um, timing, like I said, between me and my instructor and the weather, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, three out of four looking for the uh, perfect day. Uh, again, I think uh, what really uh, uh, got me committed was I did go to the fly-in in February uh, of this year to salt and sea. And once I actually got to put a unit on my back, I got to see the actual, you know, gear and the people. And, um, and of course, you know, thanks to um, what's that, uh, that kid uh, on YouTube and all that, I uh, got my hands on a scout. And oh, of course, it was like, oh, the dream machine. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, this is fantastic. This is cool. It's gorgeous. And as someone who's repaired 
um, carbon fiber fenders after somebody's driven it into a guardrail, I'm going, no way in hell would I ever buy one of these things. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a gorgeous unit and it's designed well and everything else for what it is and for what it does. But if you're a guy who's uh, probably going to trip a couple of times, no, don't touch it. You know, you, you, when you're confident enough to, you know, drive around somebody else's $100,000 Ferrari, you know, fine, you know, go for it. But uh, yeah, if you can't afford to take care of it, um, I want one, but realistically, practically, no. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll, the, I looked at the Sky Chap Angel. I didn't, haven't seen one in person yet, but. That's what I fly. Yeah, I, I think that, that's gone to the top of my list. Um, I still think, uh, I still think the uh, Parajet V3 is one of the sexiest machines right now. Um, but again, there's what I want and what I need. And um, I buy what I need, but sometimes if I can afford what I want, which is few and far between, I'm going to spend that extra money. Like, uh, oh, radios. There you go. For all you new guys out there, Balfangs, don't. No, Balfangs, garbage. There's a reason they're under 40 bucks. Uh, they've just been a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I, I, I did not know. I did not know that Mark was on here. Thank you for jumping on, Mark. Uh, you're on <laughs> You're on mute right now. Kevin or uh, Brian let me know that he was actually on. So, um, Mark, you're on mute. Can you unmute Mark yourself? Mark Honeycutt, my hero. No, not Honeycutt. The other Mark. Damn. Um, we, so. Mark George, uh, he sells frames, but All he right. also knows a little bit about paramotors. Um, can you let us know about the uh, the harness thing that we were talking about earlier with Steve? I can't hear him. I'm pretty sure it was a Dudek comfort seat, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure Mark can hear us. Yeah, I Mark, Mark can, hears. I think he, yeah, he can hear us. He, he yeah, is on mute. comfort seat. We yeah. can't hear Can y'all hear me? Him. La, 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 la. Yeah. Very, very low. Very, very low. Very low. Need to go into audio settings, turn your volume up. How about this right here? There we go. There go. Okay. There go. I, have, I have to get, I'm on my phone. <laughs> so. my forehead? Oh. All right. That's, no, that's my five head. Five head. No, that's my that's my five head. I like oh, it. Man. Most people get a penny for their thoughts for 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 a head like that, but I give you a nickel. Man, that's a lot of forehead. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me let me tell you about those Scout paramotors. I had one. I had one. Mm -hmm. My first paramotor was a Fresh Breeze with a Simonini two hundred two on it, and uh, it was a solid engine and everything. It's what I learned on, but it weighed almost as much as I do, and so. Uh, I traded that to a newcomer that was coming into the sport and he had just bought a scout and uh, his instructor told him, he's man, you don't need that scout. You need to get rid of it. I had a few flights under my belt. You know, I felt comfortable. So I got it. I traded him for it and traded him that, um, that Simonini and that fresh breeze for that and a trike. I gave him uh, that fresh breeze and a trike for that scout. And man, I had a bunch of flights on that scout. It was great. It flew great. I was out in Sippermort, Louisiana, and flying with Kyle O'Glee and Matt Minyard and Sean Hayden and all those guys, and uh, it was great. And my third or fourth flight, I was fixing to go up, and I pulled up a reverse launch, had the kite over, had the wing over my head, went to take off, 
and right before I went to take off, we got a gust of wind and I had a little bit too much brake pull and the wind got behind me and it pulled me down and turtled me. And when it did, all I could hear was crunching <laughs> and every move that I made trying to, to move to kind of get up, all I heard was crunching. So I just stopped till everybody come over there and got me. And lo and behold, long story short, when I got home, did the assessment on the damage and called Scout Paramotors, I did $1,600 worth of damage. Ouch. Ooh. And so, so that was the end of the Scout Paramotor season for me as uh, I sold the frame and the parts to a guy that was doing a cross country that was over here from England. And he was going to be flying through Bakersfield, California. I shipped all that stuff to Bakersfield, California. I sold the engine off of it and started from scratch so um unless you got a pocket full of money uh don't get a scout yeah <laughs> awesome and hey, we got one more question in the chat scary berry groupie in the house tonight what's up groupie he said he would love to know if mr good pastor could have dinner with any three paragliding or paramotoring personalities who would they be you, you don't have to, you don't have to say me you don't have to say me yeah but. i mean you don't have to pick three people for the panel that's all good hey, you, you guys show up <laughs> in one location and i'll make a, i'll put forth the effort to try to make it i hear uh, you. <laughs> you know, sorry it's gonna have to be more than three and there's so many good guys and names out there um what i yeah. would pay to see and have dinner with only if the two could show up at the same time at the same location you know where this is going uh-oh I I I, I want to see uh, Captain Kirk and, uh, and uh, <laughs> you know who I want I want to put them in a room together I want a cage match the you know Dominator yeah. I think I think I'd pay for that too that's uh, that's there you our go. next that's hey our let's next get a go, let's get a go fund me see if we make this happen we'll get their plane tickets <laughs> uh, name name the place man we'll do it <laughs> let's do a resurgence. Uh, uh, fundraiser and have a cage match like i said <laughs> i like the way just, mark just keeps popping in and out <laughs> man, <that's... laughs> pop <laughs> magic man, great. i'm on the phone I, the max in right here i was just lazy i've been lazy i'm tired mm -hmm. it's all good <laughs> it's all good selling paramotors yeah. is hard work yeah but uh yeah as far as anybody i mean like any of you guys are uh, I'd say uh, Mark Honeycutt, man. It was over in Korea. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell her you did that. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I would years ago. I took a trip to Japan, and uh, I've been wanting to go back ever since. Oh, whereabouts in Japan? Um, it was a uh, geek tour. Uh, we went. We started out in uh, Tokyo, uh, Narita, Tokyo. Kyoto. We ended up in Osaka. Uh, did all the touristy things. Wild, wild uh, stomping grounds. I actually taught uh, English over in Iwakuni back in the day. Or Tokyo. Really? Back, back I lived in to Japan for three years. Yeah. 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 Whereabouts? Camp Sagamihara, Camp Zama. Uh, that's where we lived. Of course, I visited Tokyo, some other places. Yeah, my that's, my, that's I told my cousin I've been eating Japanese forever. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, yeah, my, uh, cousin, oh, my cousin was uh, teaching English in Japan in the uh, Gumaken uh, district. 
for about nine years. If he ever goes back, take me with you. And he's working for a video game company and doing translations and such today. Uh, he's a bit of a misanthrope, but uh, he's a great guy. So, but I also have a friend who uh, the first time we he came over, we thought he worked in electronics. The next time uh, in Osaka, next time we find out he's uh, aircraft electronics or avionics. And then uh, another time he comes over, we find out, no, he actually owns the uh, avionics company in Osaka, Japan. So uh, during our trip, uh, me and my roommate uh, took a side trip and stayed with him for a couple of days in Osaka. Uh, that was a cultural eye awakening. Just had a freaking blast. So, but uh, yeah, that's one thing I'd like to do is uh, paraglide Japan. Uh, among many other places, one of these years. But like I said, right right now for the next year is strictly uh, paramotor and uh, keeping my paragliding skills up. And they do go hand in hand, but yeah, there's a bit of a difference between paramotor brain and paraglider brain. And so in time, I'll have to sort that out. And uh, my, my money's on the misses. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do have I do have a question. Right, so I've only flown PPG. Now, if I was, what is, what is the other than the obvious with the motor? What is the difference for you when you're doing PG um, compared to per, uh, PPG? Oh no! Is that JP? Is that, I think that's JP. Is that, is oh, that yeah, JP? It's definitely wrestling? JP. Look at the dog. The dog's like, what is going on? There you go, chunka chunka. Wow, wow. <laughs> Hey, I think we need to migrate into the after show. It's looking <laughs> like you know. I I think the dog oh, yeah. just realized. I think oh, the dog daddy. just realized it was getting rough. <laughs> rough, rough. <laughs> it's a rough life. R U F F. Yeah. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, here yeah, in Florida, I have no chance of doing uh, any uh, PG here because uh, <laughs> it's just flat. Yeah. Oh, tow lines. Well, we do that the SIV. There you go. See, so you got PG. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. See, I'll do the I'll I'll do the towing. I think I like the towing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd like the uh, I don't know if I'd like the mountain yet. I haven't really I haven't done the mountain yet. <laughs> Only one time, but um, I think oh, that reed soaring is great and uh, mountain flying is fun. And like I said, with paragliding, uh, turbulence is your friend. It tells you where the thermals are. Uh, my goal is just to get as much altitude as possible and then some. Um, you know, it was maybe about a year or two, I might be gunning for the Bear Gryllis record. Yeah, oh. right. But, <laughs> you know, it's just something to shoot for. Whether I do it or not is irrelevant. If I go in that direction, it means I'll be acquiring the skill set and the uh, tools to do it. So, uh, can't go wrong there. I, I would still like to do the Icarus race. That's one of the things I would like to do. I'm really, really want to do that. I think Mark at Paris Wag USA wanted to do that with me also. So that'd be freaking awesome. Who else wants uh, to do the Icarus race? Anybody? Or just, absolutely. And to me, it was like, uh, again, watching that uh, young punk doing his thing. <laughs> you know, it's okay, this is a race of endurance and you've booked a room at what hotel? No, 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 you know, don't talk to me. You know, you might, that, sh that should have, he should have been in the adventure class at that point. 
I'm kidding, but I mean, he, he, he was within the rules and the guidelines and he got away with it this year, but they're changing all that. So uh, yeah, you land down, you pitch a tent and uh, you land at the truck stop or the gas station. You, you lug your gear, you, you launch where you land. Yeah, that, that I could go for, you know, but like I said, to make that the goal, this is what I do is I pick a goal and then I find out what skill set do I need to get there. Whether I get there or not, again, like I said, is irrelevant. Um, one of my favorite stories, uh, just off topic real quick, was uh, the one time we told uh, Eric the yodeling clamfish we're going out to look for UFOs. He didn't get it. He says, look, Eric, we got the RV. We got the barbecue. We got music. We got girls. We got a telescope. We're going to go out into Death Valley and look for UFOs. And he's just like, no, I'm not wasting my time. There's no such thing as UFOs. It's like, Eric, we got the RV, we got the barbecue, we, the girls are coming, we got dirt bikes, we got music, we got, to, we got toys, and we're going to look for UFOs. And Same remember, thing. UFO stands for unidentified flying object. It's a flying object that's not identified. You yeah, know, it doesn't mean it's alien, was, right? No, he just thought we were going to go, he was, he, all he heard was UFOs. It's like, dude, we got everything else. You know, when the sun goes down, go to bed. We don't care. But, you know, and, but he just couldn't get there. Well, he finally, he did finally get through his head that we're going out and having some fun once we stopped talking about UFOs. Um, later on, we found out he had religious issues. So <laughs> that was a interesting experience. Oh, God. Path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it all right. goes oh, downhill God. from there. But um, yeah, but I'm the same way. It's like, this is what I'm shooting for. How close can I get to accomplishing it? Because when it's done, I'm still having a blast. You know, it's not the it's not the uh, destination; it's the journey. And I have so much more fun just doing stuff because I've had projects when I got completed. I'm kind of like, well, now what do I do with this? You know, and it sits on the shelf, or I give it away, or I sell it off to somebody, and you know, find something else. But like I said, my life has pretty much been a standstill since I got into trucking because. You know, your social life disappears. Uh, if you got close family and friends, don't do it. It sucks. You know, if you're going to be local, that's fine, but you're going to be tired all the time. But uh, yeah, when I had my own truck, yeah, it was great. You know, I mean, uh, I had two priorities in my life, my daughter and my everything else. So as long as I got to see my daughter and bills were paid, I didn't care. You know, I just kind of went day by day. But now I'm starting to have some fun and I blame it all on uh, the wife who just went that way. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm taking, Paramotor is basically the goal for the next minimum five years, but I got a 10-year plan. You know, whether I open up a school, whether I go into sales, don't know yet. I'm not there yet. You know, whether I break world records, that I got to watch out for. <laughs> I will exactly. walk in. At, nice least, at least, at least we got the Icarus race to to do here. You know, yeah. maybe next year, right? Yeah. Sean, like said, Sean, on the Icarus race, what do you think the cost is to do that race? I think Expense it's six, wise, I think it's sixteen hundred. Yeah, I think it's sixteen hundred dollars to enter. Mm -hmm. And if you win, you get a trophy. Yay! I think that's it. Am I wrong? Let me know. But because I could be don't wrong. Don't you have to have a ground crew as well? That's that's if you do the um, there's two different races you got the uh, unassisted and then you got the assisted race. 
So if you got the unassisted race, then it's just you and your gear, just like Tucker did a couple of years back. Then you got uh -huh. the um, adventure race, which you can have a ground crew and you can do pretty much whatever you want to because it's an adventure. It's just fun. But you've also got the peace of mind knowing that if something happens to you, you have that crew at your disposal. Which like is they're not that... there to help you, but you're they're there to support you if you get injured or, right, you know, if you because... tap out and need help. Yeah, sixteen hundred dollars covers a satellite. Yeah, satellite phone and all that. Phone and emergency instruction if 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 needed to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, looks like when Linda this it? time ne definitely needs to go. So we want to say goodbye to Linda. Bye bye, Linda. We appreciate. Bye, you. Linda. Hey guys, I'm gonna head out as well. Bye, Linda. Nice meeting you, Steve. Round two. Bye, Linda. <laughs> Not JP. Bye, you guys. I'll, I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll I also see you later. See I know you later. You. <laughs> Still loving yeah, the hat. <laughs> I usually wear my regular hat, but it uh, didn't show up well on camera, so I got the weekend hat. <laughs> that works. I posted yeah. the meeting ID and the password, so if you want to join us for the next. 20 minutes we will talk live so this swear jar is still on the table and then at nine o'clock we're going to go off the air and we can talk about whatever we want to yay yay uh, so, go ahead anybody else want to join in join in go ahead steve whatever you want to talk about <laughs> I was gonna say, any you. final questions because yeah it's uh seven o'clock here and uh i gotta get up for dinner and stuff before i get out the door by nine o'clock so I got to get at least, you know, a nap or something. And definitely. So if you need to go now, by all means, go ahead and go. I don't okay. want you. I don't, I don't want to hold you. Yeah. We, no, we, I'm, I'm going to call it. Sure. All right. Well, we nice. appreciate you jumping on for sure. So thank you oh, yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, like I said, I got, I'm the 32nd experience and power motor and, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's how you interpret things and uh, what it took to get to that point. Uh, somebody saying, is it worth it? I'm going, oh, hell yeah. You know, at least now I know, you know, I can do it, uh, what to expect, what, what more is coming up. And, uh, like I said, patient, patience is everything. You know, like I said, I could have rushed this. I could have gone, I could have gone with two other instructors months ago. I could have gotten, you know, 20, 30 hours by now going with these guys. I don't like them. <laughs> Right. I mean, as people, they're okay, or well, as instructors, they're okay as human beings. Uh, they shall remain nameless. Um, not going to put down their ability because, again, they're good instructors, but there's just too many personality conflicts, you know, uh, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Did you say who your instructor was? Well, my current instructor is, uh, I'll get his name, this is, is Hadi Golian. Um He's Persian, used to be a uh, fighter pilot. Um, oh, he is the hottie. Yeah, it is the hottie. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, it's sidekick Phil. I razz him every opportunity I get. <laughs> He's the guy who's responsible for blowing up the rockets at SpaceX. You know, uh, what was, uh, I think he's the uh, part of the uh, URD protocol. You know, basically anytime there's a, a URD, they call on him. And for those of you who don't know what a URD is, that's the um, uh, unscheduled rapid disassembly mm -hmm. of the big rockets. <laughs> I, 
I'm kidding. No, Phil, Phil's a great guy. Uh, he's been there. He's backed me up. Uh, he's given me some wonderful information. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, with, with those two guys on my side, uh, I can't go wrong. So. I thought it was rude. Rapid on, on scheduled disassembly. Uh, it depends on what side of the country you're on. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was that one out, but that, that was Elon Musk's creative way of saying it blew up. You yeah, blowed up big time. Look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I already made a bid for his car, but it ain't for sale. So, Alton my question Orbit, is, right? yeah, my question if it's uh if he's registered as a non-op or he just let it expire. <laughs> Well, Steve, we totally appreciate you car the, uh, I know that rock. you got to go, so you got to get yeah, some. I, I really do. All right. Uh, totally appreciate you. Um, jump on anytime. You know, say hi to me. You got my my phone number, so text or call really? me if you just want to talk about paramotors. You know me. I want to talk about paramotors. That's why I got the show, just so we can talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like and I said, yeah, getting, that getting that information for insurance for paramotors, I know a lot of people would love to have that, including myself. Um. Yeah, and like I said, it just uh, I'm gonna go ahead and sometime this week or this weekend rehang my unit and see if I can uh, get that thrust line where it's supposed to be. And so the next time I go out, I'm flying. Need and I'm, I'm gonna be a little more thrust line. Hey, real quick, Mark uh, at Paraswag USA, um, got a question for you, real quick, before Steve goes. Insurance for a paramotor. Do you know anything about that? I'll put it to you like this where they're actually Kyle Ogley is actually looking into that right now uh, because we had a really, really good flying spot uh, where the Louisiana uh, paragliders are the uh, Louisiana skydiver team. They all practice and jump. They are requiring all of us to have insurance uh, or at least him over the school for that place. So, I may know something about that here in the near future because I know he's looking into it and he's got somebody out looking for it. So okay. I'll, we'll find out. Thank you, sir. Well, I was actually looking more for a property insurance because again, your gear gets exactly. stolen and the uh, company say, well, that's an aircraft. So we don't touch that. So like, you know, if it gets stolen out of your car or off the back of your truck or <laughs> something well, like that. Well, you know, I'll tell you who, the best person to probably ask about that would be aviators. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, thank you very, th thank you very much, Steve. Uh, go get some sleep or a nap or something before you go on your twelve-hour drive. It doesn't sound like too much fun, but we definitely appreciate you being on the show. Oh no, you got to live inside your head, otherwise you'll never survive it as a truck driver. That's true. And, yeah, like I said, with me, all things have been done twice, and one day I'll actually put it down on paper. <laughs> See what happens and see if what, what, you know, what I think and what is real are two separate. Okay, I'm starting to fade here, so I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. Have a good night and <laughs> Thanks, uh, Steve. drive safe. Thanks, Steve. Nice Catch you later. Bye bye. See you, Steve. Cheers. That Jeez. was Steve Goodpaster. Uh, he had a very interesting experience on his very first PPG flight. Uh, even though he was flying for three or four years doing paragliding, his first time out doing a paramotor, he had an engine out, but he came down and did a butterfly, tippy-toed, nice flare, no crash or whatever. So that's pretty much what this podcast was all about, is that 
ground handling, very important. You got to make sure that you know your wing. Doing toes before you go up for the first time. If something happens like that, you're able to understand how to get back down, flare, and land like a butterfly. Um, we are going to stay here and talk a little bit with um, a couple of people. We got John Wayne, we got Walter from Down Under. Who else do we have over there? I just see iPhone, and and you're on mute. It's us. That's us. That's Parrish Swag, Bo. Oh. Amy, get it together. I tell Walter, you missed the mud wrestling while ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lynn. Oh, no. Yeah, what's going on? And then what our guest said, I got my money. Or who said they had the money on the missus? Well, they were wrong. I won. No, you didn't. Quit. Now, don't start it back up. So we're still live and streaming for the next 10 minutes. So we're still going to keep this, you know, G-rated. PPG rated. PPG rated. There you go. Garcia. Garcia. There you are. You got to see that. Hey, Jane, 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 what's up? Yo, right yo, thank you. No, right. This, we're, man. we're keep, we're keeping it PG. Say something. Say something. Say Jane. Say Jane, Jane, Jane. Hi. Jane, Jane, Jane. Yeah. You know me, Papa. Me and Papa. Say Nia, gonna fly. Bang, bang, bang. How daddy do it, bang, bang, bang? You love bang, bang, bang? Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. <laughs> hey, That's my hey, time. Uh, at 40, at 40, this coming in my package at 40 years old. Imagine you. That's my, my life. <laughs> hey, you, you going to come out to the compound this weekend? I'll be out there with the camper all weekend. This weekend? Yeah, I can do it. Right now, you know, I am uh, in San Agustin. In the base yeah, of San yeah, you gotta go I'm, through San. You gotta go through Palm Bay to get back home. So I know, but I coming. I coming back home Wednesday. I can coming up to you in the weekend. Yeah, the weekend gonna be super beautiful. Wind's gonna be like super nice. I know. I'll be there with the camper. So I should we'll be. be I have paramotor right here, but I didn't can fly because the wind coming from west and don't coming from the east. I supposed to have the wind from the east because if not, I have the converging air between the west and the air from the coast, and it's like so turbulence around the beach. Oh like, yeah. Not recommended. Yeah. All My right. man, nice to see you, uh, son. <laughs> hey, Brian, what happened? You have that face of happiness? You, <laughs> I make you laugh or what? <laughs> no, man, I'm good. <laughs> love you, bro, love you, bro. We yeah, do this. And we don't care about how much we have to spend in it. It's just enjoy the sport for passion yeah you know for passion mm -hmm. absolutely i was i was addicted the very first time i went up um i was totally in the zone i was a robot just listening to my instructor's commands but the second i got up there i knew choose i'm gonna, I'm gonna do this forever yeah. let me get the choose for here and i coming back while talking with you guys here remember that i was having 13 flights only when i did my siv and I nailed my landings with that fucking SIB. Trust me. Woof. Yeah. Bro, now I do that butterfly that you was talking in the show. Like now I just landing like plan, plan, or I let it fly. If I have a lot of wind, 
I bought a fly. If I don't have a lot of wing, I let it fly. And then go. Be secure about it. That's that's the only thing, you know? That now, the tolerance, with the bomb tolerance, you're going to love it, Brian. If you go to the SIB, don't worry about it. The only one that you're going to get scared is not the full stall. Going to be the, the sack. Like when you come, not the sack, the spiral dive. dive. The spiral dive is the shit. No, I did the spiral. I love the spiral. I didn't go scared with the full stall. Even you saw me head down. That was so fast. Like, change, say, only three seconds. Like, boom, so fast. Everything happened fast. Brian, uh, Brian, you'll be, you'll be quick like uh, JP. But the spiral dive, bro, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a secret that I didn't say in any place and I don't write down. I said straight. Uh, the things don't happen because I did it. I follow orders. I am a fucking military guy. You say to me, run to the wall. You are my instructor. You maybe be the shit. I gonna run to the wall. Then, you know, at that moment, everything happened so fast that the words to say, catch the dive. Oh, I mean, catch the, the search was gone. I never have that word. That hands up. I was hands up all the time. <laughs> yeah, I coming back. Let me just see the boss lady. All right, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I was, I was talking to JP earlier, man, and uh, he was asking me about the, the SIV. I've got a new wing ordered. When I get it mid-January, I'm planning on uh, getting something scheduled for probably February or March. Do we know what kind SIV. of wing it is? Yeah, it's a Spider 3. Oh, okay. What what size? Uh, 26 meter. Ooh. I flew the 26 um, and the 24, and Brian, I went with the 26. Brian, if you uh, schedule an SIV, let me know. Yeah, let yeah. me know also. No, no, just let me know. No, 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 no. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> hey, Brian, don't let any of them guys know. Just let me know. It's going to be a secret. Y'all not going to know what's happened until I got back. <laughs> we should have like a whole group SIV class going on. Yeah, I mean, we all need to go down there and do an SIV. And, I think Andrew so Fuller needs to give us a group discount. He that would does. be an awesome. That would be an awesome podcast too. Because all we do is talk about SIVs and Andrew Fuller and Leah Tulo and Jonathan Carr down there. I like Jonathan. Oh, He's a cool cat. I, JP said something in the chat about uh, January. So depending on when in January, um, I'll go again. I, I plan to. I got. I I've got hopes of doing another eight or nine of those classes. Just so you know. Really? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind well, you of. You didn't want to do any in the style. No, I know. I know it. It's made me a better pilot. Every time I go, I learn something. I'm like, oh my God. I've you been just worried. toss the laundry, don't you? Um, Actually, I didn't toss laundry, <laughs> but I, I did end up in the water <laughs> without throwing a reserve. But uh, Mark McElroy in the house. Welcome. Oh, Mark. Mark. Mark, you should be teaching somebody something. Mark, you need to be off of um, mute so you can so we can hear you. He's get, just getting set up. So, uh, do we still have to worry about gators in January? Yeah, listen. If you're in Florida, the rule of thumb, the rule of thumb in Florida, when it comes to water, is there is a gator, there's been a gator, or there's going to be a gator in the water that you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, worry about gators. Gators, when they hear the noise, they're running away. And they don't come back until one hour. After one hour, they're coming back to the place where it was the noise. That means one hour you've been out of that place. Because so they, have a, me, 
one day I was riding my motorcycles in the Everglades and I saw a guy go in the in the dish, in the close of the rope, but was not like a lot of water, you know, like gators there and things like that. And I jump in that water and I take the guy out and think, I break the windows on everything of the car of the guy. Oh, the my. guy was like, fuck. It's like, I want to beat the fucking motherfucker. But everything was good. I get the guy out and man, after I asked him somebody because I was Wait, so scared to in that water, I asked him somebody that have experience on it and he said, no, when you hit the water so hard, he heard the noise, he just go away. He's, he don't want to mess with you. He's a wild guy, man. The wild Mr. guys don't want no wild guys. You want to be alive. Mr. Garcia. You I think we're going to go ahead and uh, cut the live stream real quick and uh, continue this oh, uh, without okay. the live stream oh, going. <laughs> we, oh, man. Garcia, you got you to gotta keep it PG, brother. You got to oh, keep it PG. It, man. Yeah. Or at least PPG. You 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 got you got a big swear jar to oh, fill sorry, now, sorry, brother. Sorry. You got a big thirty dollars for Sturgis That that's some serious uh, swear jar right there. So <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead and go. It's almost nine o'clock. Uh, we'll we'll see y'all next Monday. Uh, next Monday we have uh, who do we have, um, Brian, for next Monday? We've got Jim and his son uh, Reeves. They uh, Morgan, Jim and Morgan Reeves. They just trained an aviator the two weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. And uh, Jim is also known as Jim CR120. You've probably seen him in all the chats. Yes. And uh, he uh, – so he's been, you know, making comments on my videos and stuff for the last year since I've been posting them. And, and he finally got the train, got a, got equipment. And uh, his son got like 62 flights in during training. Wow. So they, they've got some good stories. They've both got a military background and uh, just good guys. That's awesome. So that's next week on the 28th after Christmas. So hopefully that everyone yep. will join us and not be too drunk and be able to uh, come over and say hi. Uh, since we're going to close out everything here on the live stream, let's go ahead and go around uh, to everyone. And uh, you guys can say hi, Merry Christmas, your websites, whatever. And um, then we're going to sign off. So let's go ahead and start with uh, Brian Hay, Bill Waller. Go ahead and say goodbye to everyone and any dot coms or any place that you want to 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 plug you're more than welcome to well i'll just say merry christmas a lot of people are scared to say it but uh i, I will say merry christmas y'all and uh i hope everybody has a great christmas i know me and my family are blessed to have what we have and we try to share a little bit today i smoked 22 hams with my dad and we gave him 21 of them away we kept one for ourselves um the christmas spirit's good and i hope that you uh, find happiness and giving and helping others like I do. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Brian Hay, Bill Waller, everyone, thank you very much and Merry Christmas to you. Happy oh, yeah, you can, you can find me on YouTube if you look up my name. <laughs> <laughs> you need a dot com. Uh, never trust a skinny chef, Shane. Well, <clears throat> holidays for my house is, is a little hard, but uh, we are thankful. Um, Actually, we're, <laughs> my wife is letting me, well, actually, she, I had to make sure the door was shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, this is still PG. Damn. I mean, this, this is you still better not ever say you better not go too no, far. No, it's totally PG, but I decided, <laughs> I decided back in, at Thanksgiving when I did the uh, smoke the turkey uh, video, um, we were at a place that had 
everybody was on golf carts and here me and my wife are just like um we'll see if we can catch a ride with somebody because we don't have one and uh yeah she we kind of looked this weekend and things are yeah i'm looking at uh, a brand a brand new golf cart all jacked up fully loaded and uh my my only problem my only problem is the roof on this golf cart with the lift kit won't fit my brand new paracamper. So I have to figure out how to figure to get the roof under the ceiling of the camper. But I'm very thankful that my wife is so cool. Let's me find my paramotor. She helped me actually get the, uh, the money to, uh, to do this sport. And for that, I cannot thank her enough. I'm, I'm super blessed with an awesome wife of, 25 years been together 27 years something like that anyways um i hope everybody has a great year the rest of the year and and a even better 2021 because this year's kind of not been all that great yeah 2020 sucked a little bit a little bit, Just a bit. <laughs> but it brought us all together in 2020 so without 2020 we would not have been here so i mean we just started this podcast in 2020 and thank you very much, Shane, and we appreciate you. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, for sure. Thank we you also very much. Have, we also have Mark, Mark George from Paraswag USA. Um, we want to say Merry Christmas to everyone and drop some dot coms down. Hey. Hey, everybody. Uh-oh. Hey. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is Paraswag USA. This is... This is the brains of the operation right here. Y'all know that, right? Oh. If he would only listen. Yeah. You know that they say behind every good man there's a good woman. Well, no, here it is. An excellent woman. Excellent okay, woman, well. Yeah. Well. I, I was going for good, but anyway. No, we're very thankful for everything we have. You know, we started our business this year. You know, a lot of these podcasts and stuff have taken off. You know, the more people that get out and get engaged in this sport and get on social media with it, you know, the more we're going to uh, grow. And, uh, you know, hopefully people like Santa Claus and the trike and the highlines don't happen too much more often because that's going to really cause some problems for us if people don't start getting a little bit safer, you know. Uh, it's supposed to be a happy message. It is, but, you know, Santa Claus had a crash, so we got to watch out <laughs> for stuff like that. So, uh, but anyway, we're very thankful. Uh, our family, we're going to have a little get together. We're not going to do some of the things that we normally do. Uh, we normally do like a cellophane ball where we wrap it up with a bunch of prizes and pass it around and try to open it up and win prizes, but we're not going to do any contact stuff like this year. Amy's mother uh, suffers from lupus. So they met today uh, kind of at a distance and exchanged their gifts and stuff while I was working. And, uh, you know, that'll be our Christmas. We'll Zoom with them when we have our Christmas dinner, and, and that'll be it. But, you know, I have a very good – I'm like Shane. I have a very good support system right here when it comes to paramotoring. And you all know as men, if we don't have support from our wives, it makes it tough. That so is true. I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. So Merry Christmas to all of y'all from Paris Swag. I'm looking forward to a bigger and better night, uh, 2021. And uh, uh, good luck and Merry Christmas to all you guys.
Hey, thank you, real, Mark. Thank you. Hey, Sean, real quick. Yes, sir. Your Danky uh, Garcia, he uh, he just put the uh, swear jar to, he filled it up. You yeah, filled it up? 1999. Go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good deposit. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, we totally appreciate you. you. You can come back on. You don't have to, you know, uh, just be in the background. You're more than welcome to jump back on. Uh, that definitely helps, helps us out um, because we are paying for a pro Zoom and um, we are working on some other stuff to go live this next year coming up. Uh, it is costing us money out of our pocket. So we do appreciate anything you drop in the in the chat. So thank you very much. Um, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, we also have Mark McElroy, which I haven't got anything in the mail from yet. Uh, if you wanna, oh. <laughs> if, um, hey, Mark McElroy, I got my stuff to him. <laughs> you ain't got your stuff to me yet. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm out of I'm out of I'm out of triple XLs. I'm sorry. I just need a two XL, but I will oh, say Mark oh, Elroy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said quadruple. I mean, uh, no, no. I'm out of I'm out of double XLs, Shane. That's the only reason. I, I will say that I have a sticker from Mark Elroy in my bedroom right now, waiting to go on my new paramotor camper Ooh. or paracamper. I'm just saying. I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering why it's got to be in the bedroom. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> there's something going on here we don't know Because about. behind every great man, there's an excellent woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't cleaned the trailer up and, and got it ready for, uh, for the outside reveal of the uh, Air Camper build. So, but that will be on my video as soon as I finish it up. And that, that is all good. So, Mark, it's all you. Mark McElroy, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, saying happy holidays or whatever and drop some dot-coms for us. Yeah, I'm Mark McElroy, and I'm new to paramotoring just this year, and I've uh, really enjoyed it. I have paralifeppg.com, and it's just uh, stickers, cups, T-shirts, uh, just something to play with. And uh, it's been cool just getting to meet some of you guys in person and the rest of you here online i hope everybody has a merry christmas and a uh, successful year next year and i will definitely feature anything he sends to me right now there's nothing to feature so thank you mark we <laughs> i'm just joshing with you you're <laughs> you're awesome you know we love you um and we totally appreciate you jumping on and being on one of our old pot or one of the uh, previous podcasts this year too and uh, all the things that you have donated to the show and given away. So we do appreciate you, Mark. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, we also have Walter from Down Under. Walter, is there anything you want to say since you are here and you're not really down um, under? You're kind of up over. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I feel as if I'm in the, the top end with you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd just like to say a Merry Christmas to everybody and a Happy New Year and I'm having dinner and that with my family, which I haven't done for a few years, so it's all great. Good. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. And looking forward to a new year. Hopefully it brings better things for us all. And uh, great show, Sean. Um, what can I say? It's uh, fantastic to be here. 
with uh, everybody. Uh, and I said to uh, Mark, Amy, thanks for friending me. I have another friend that's two now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both Mark and Amy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. And uh, yeah, just cheers to everybody and happy flights. Absolutely. And and your and your audio sounds really perfect right now. Whatever you did, leave it on that setting, please. No worries. Um, uh, Hey, Walter, yes. you can reach out to me on Facebook. I can be friend number three. It's all good. Okay, Brian. Um, one I thing could I, four, I could be four. I guess I'll go and, and friend him on. I'll friend him oh. too, I guess. Walter, I've already to... blocked you on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, Jane, I, I was uh, going to say, Mr. Rocket Man, not. <laughs> You missed, you missed the launch, you missed the landing, you missed the whole lot, mate. <laughs> I, first of all, I can't fix the clouds. And then I can't fix YouTube being a minute and a half behind. When I'm looking at the thing going, okay, it's going to go up now in, in two minutes. Let me get lined up and, and hooked in and, and take off. I didn't catch this much of the rocket right before it went into the clouds. It's not my fault. Yeah. No, because there's no NASA, you know, dot gov anywhere to, to check no, the actual time. They're behind. No, but they're he, had, like, he had a missed, he had a failed launch. I did and number 32. Yeah. That was shocking, mate. Right at the right at the cream. But if, did you notice I didn't the best to, of them? Did you did you notice that I did not have to reset up my wing? I just pulled it back up in a reverse launch and took off. Yes, you did. Yeah, see, pat on the back for that. It it was just dramatics, is all that I was going for. Mm -mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You know how many times I stopped my launching just because I didn't feel comfortable to go. Um, actually, I never have a bad one or nothing like that. I just don't feel the wind right, and it's better to stop it. And the other day I did a launch that I have a frontal, and I'm still going. I put it hands up, I check it a little bit, hands up again, and I took off. Um, you know, it's more than that because what happened is like, I do it on my fly with a Paramotor uh, 80, with Atom 80. Um, right. What happened is with the Atom 80, you need to taxi more. And when you taxi more, you're learning to have more control and feeling of the wind. Then you're looking right, looking left, looking right, looking left. Then. If you don't feel that right, you don't go. Then it's yeah. because uh, you're taking easy launch and you go easy up. You know, it's not like you're going like this. If you're going like this, it's well, so bad. If something bad happened, if the engine fails or something like that. So since your Dan Keys is actually on here, uh, go ahead and say happy holidays or whatever you want to and drop any, uh, any domains that you want to drop. Well, bro, I put my hands right here and I have to say, uh, I'd be so happy to find you guys online because really sometimes you find people locals that don't be the right ones to be around because everybody talking about the money they put in the gears or however they're spending something. It's not what I mean in my sport. I had in 2016, a big crash in motorcycle accident. I nearly killed myself. Um, I didn't can stop to ride motorcycle. Then I say, I have to respect my family. 
my wife, my daughter, that was uh, four months in the belly when I had the accident. And then I, I found Tucker God. And I followed Tucker God for one year to see if I love the sport. And then after I researched so much people from Europe that they did paragliding only, no paramotor. And then I decided to do it, uh, the course of paramotor. And uh, I'd be so happy because it's so different. Don't have to see nothing with motorcycles. It's a, give you adrenaline so, but it's only about takeoff and landing and keeping altitude when you fly and everything is safe. It's like, well, but I have to tell you, I was so scared the first time I did it, but I, I, I break the barrier of, of the fear. And when I landed, the only things I did was I cried like a freaking baby. Um, I want to see my family say, I love you. I don't regret nothing about it. Uh, I don't have nothing bad in my heart, everything clean. And well, thank you so much because uh, you guys giving so many advice here that helping others, that people don't go with the truth about the business because when they go so long in the business, they like to customers. Um, the thing about it is about to sell gear and do the money. Then thank you so much. Merry Christmas to everybody and happy holidays. And I be thankful to be alive. So like everybody is still alive because with this COVID-19, it's terrible. So many people die and it's real. Then happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Love your family. And when you're angry, take it out. Don't keep it in exactly. and you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Thank Love you, Mark. Sir. Thank you, my friend. You're, you're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, we also have John Wayne. Uh, he is everywhere. You, you go to any podcast, you go to uh, any website, you are going to see John Wayne's name. He's everywhere. So John Wayne, uh, it's all your, you got the floor. And we can't hear you. He's been in a lot of movies too. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> the old, the old ones. You can call him the yeah. Duke. The Duke. Yeah. You know, funny story about that name. I I grew up on an Indian reservation, the only white kid in the in the school, and everybody wanted to whip John Wayne's ass. <laughs> so <laughs> the name didn't do me real good there. But Merry Christmas to everybody. I have a ball watching all this stuff. Merry Christmas, you, uh, sir. You've got a good show here. Hey, I wanted to ask you, what's the weather look like the next few days in your area? I'm headed that way tomorrow. Who's there? Arkansas? Yeah, Arkansas. Really? Um, it looks like it's going to be absolutely beautiful tomorrow morning, so I'm going to try to go out for a flight, uh, you know, 30, you know, 28 degrees, 30 degrees. Um, but it looks like it's going to be really windy the rest of the week. But Saturday is supposed to be gorgeous all day Saturday from sunrise to sunset, two to three mile an hour, all the way up to like 5,000 feet, butter all day Saturday. Well, hopefully I'll get a chance to fly. I broke something Ooh. about a week ago. What'd anyway, it'll be my first flight for a while. I, I didn't know about this, what happened? Uh, I got old and was lifting stuff I should have left alone. Oh, okay. That's all you had to say. That's grandpa's, that's grandpa's world here, too. I understand. Well, I'm glad that you're hey, hey. Yeah, Merry Andy Christmas, everybody. Come to Conway. Glad that you're... What's that, Mark? I said, I might make a trip to Conway Saturday. If you come to Saturday, yeah. Uh, yes, please. How awesome would that be? I think Tommy uh, wants to go flying also. 
Okay. So that'd be cool. We'll, uh, we'll work out the logistics when it gets closer to Saturday. How's that? That sounds awesome. You got my number. Hey, hey, Sean. Yes, sir. You will not find me in Arkansas Saturday. <laughs> well, that sucks. You need to come over here, Skinny no. Chef. What the hell? No, no, no that actually doesn't suck at all. <laughs> no, because guess what? Guess what? It's going to be like almost 60 Saturday morning here. So you enjoy. I will be in my shorts <laughs> and my T-shirt flying, just so you know. Hey, in my warm weather, uh, I'm toasty warm. I'm all right. I have no problems. It's only when it's like 28 degrees, it's cold. In the 50s, I'm I'm warm. I mean, I'm yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Is anybody planning on flying Christmas Day, dropping presents on their friend's house? By oh, presents, I mean eggs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will be in Arkansas then. <laughs> hey, Sean. Yes? How many pies do I need for Saturday? If you have any sugar-free pies, that'd be awesome because I'm totally sugar-free. I can make sugar-free. Yeah, Anything just, sugar-free, just put, I'm fine. Challenge accepted. Cardboard pies just put cardboard on top of one another and give it to them because that's sugar free i've been drawing for about four months now sugar free and just recently this last month i went um caffeine free what yeah sugar free and caffeine free you're gonna give yourself another heart attack i'm gonna keep myself from having a heart attack if you if you drink alcohol you're not sugar free i am not eating sugar I'm drinking. Vodka <laughs> does not have sugar. He just types oh. it intravenously. <laughs> I'm not I eating never... sugar, but I'm drinking sugar. I'm not drinking Wait, sugar. It's sugar-free vodka. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know they made that now. Oh yeah, yeah. When you come over, when you come over Saturday, I'll show you some of this uh, really amazing sugar-free vodka. It's great. <laughs> this ain't none of that watermelon wine you've been drinking in. Uh, no, no, not the wine. That, that got pretty interesting last week. The, yeah, the, got the, pretty the, messy. Why got do you think messy. that that was not live streaming, guys? Come on now. <laughs> that was not recording anywhere. That was you guys. It's recorded in our minds, trust me. <laughs> yeah. so, hold on, hold on. Sean. Yeah. When we went to the SIV course, you didn't drink anything other than water. I mean, I did not realize. Okay, my whole my entire life, you know, I'd have like a rum, I'd have like a rum and coke, and I'd have a massive, you know, um, hangover the next day. Um, I did uh, tequila, and damn it, my clothes fell off. You know, I mean, all these different drinks I've I've tried. I found out vodka does not give me a hangover at all. I wake up, dude. How old are you? You just figured this out. Thank you. No wonder I have been drinking for 51 years. Jesus. <laughs> if I would have known about this back when I was 19, 18, 21, I'll say 21. So it would have been a different life. That's why in the Southeast, like we, we like moonshine, man. It's one of the purest forms of alcohol you can drink. Shine gives me some some headaches. Uh, beer gives me headaches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I even made my own. Um, I was brewing my own stuff and it was giving me headaches. So it's like, I just, I just didn't want, I just didn't want it. Uh, sugar gives me headaches. It gives me horrible sinus headaches. My vision goes bad. Vodka. It's like wonderful. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 
it's like it's like it's like heaven's gates have opened yes. up. Yes, <laughs> I did not know about this. And and by the way, uh, because I'm I'm still streaming, I am not advocating at all drink to go drink vodka. I'm not saying that at all. It'll probably mess you up, but don't do it. Especially, Especially before you fly paramotors. Bad for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yesterday, because I wanted to go fly uh, Sunday, um, no vodka. And I was perfectly fine. I don't need to drink vodka, but I tell you what, it has a nice flavor. I like these different Jack, flavors. That's some, uh, that's some yeah. good flavors. They got peach, uh, they got uh, watermelon, uh, they got raspberry. Cupcake. They got what? Cupcake, cupcake, they got, vodka. I don't got cupcake flavor. I don't know. Well, yes, if they, they do, do, I don't know about it yet. Yes, they do. Hey, well, hey Sean. Yeah. Sean, well, when we were at the SIV, honest to goodness, that was me. That's no hold bars that you get what you get. You know what I mean? Every, everything I drank, everything that I did, that, that was me. You know I what I mean? I mean, you know, we've, we've gone on many after shows. We've uh, talked a lot. We know what's going I, on. I don't, I don't uh, put on a, a fake face or whatever. When it comes to this show, this is me. Like you'll get, you. this is this Brian will tell you, actually, I just found out. Dude, your name says skinny in the title. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone calls you skinny Shane. So come on now. <laughs> yeah, I need that too. Just call tell, me tell Shane. Tell us more story, Shane. Shane, you, because you have the never everybody breaks it down low, you know, to, to skinny Shane. Get skinnyshane.com. No, I I know. So I just found out, I just found out from Jeff Pearson Sunday morning that so i get up in the morning everybody has their coffee normally i don't drink coffee the first thing i do is pop a top of of a soda and i drink soda all day long and then when it becomes later in the day then i drink beer so jeff thought i woke up and started drinking beer because i always had it in a koozie yeah and he's like he's like He's like, I don't know how you fly every day and, and get up in the morning and you start drinking beer. I'm like, dude, I don't drink beer until it's PM. He goes, you're drinking a beer right now. I go, no. And I, I pushed it up and, and showed him it was a, it was a, a diet Dr. Pepper. And he goes, that's what you've been drinking. He goes, I thought you've been drinking the whole time. I knew you. <laughs> you always have a crazy, you, you never know a skinny shade. See, everybody uh, says skinny, get skinny shame.com. Actually, is there a skinny shame.com? Is it available? I need to look real quick. I hope maybe we I should call so. it drunken pilot. No, everybody already calls them drink and fly. I, I will have, I, you know what? I will tell you this I will have a couple beers, like one or two. And then I'll switch to a soda and then I'll go and fly. But never, dude, I can drink. I think I've drank probably eight beers tonight and I'm not slurring my words. I'm, you know, I'm pretty. Shine, shine. Skinnyshame.com is available. No, I refuse. (laughs) I'm fixing to buy it. And then when he wants it, I'll sell it to him. Can I I buy this for you right now and for a present no and that's com is your diet. i hate that i hate it when you guys say skinny chef or whatever i'm like dude no just call me shane i've said this in the chat before i know but it's just so common i mean it's just easy instead of saying never trust the skinny chef shane which is a 
that's a lot of that's a lot of words. Yes, but you know what? I stand out. I stand Never out. Can I can I tell you um, at Swanee, and I wish JP was here. At Swanee, actually, Brian, you were here. Um, the guys, the the guy and a girl from uh, um, from Paramotor or for Aviators. She. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, she's like, she's like, oh my God, you're skinny chef Shane. And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh my God. She's like, I've been waiting to, to meet you. If I was just like Shane, PPG Shane or whatever, no one would know who I am. Everybody but, knows skinny Shane. No, everybody He's not knows talking skinny, about anybody. Never He's talking about Allie and Travis Burns that we yeah. were doing a show with. Yeah, and, like uh, seriously, they, they recognized who I was because of my name. If if I was skinny chef, no one know would know who that is. Everybody calls you that though. No, they don't. You call me that. Just you. I do. I call Walter, him you don't count. You're not even in this country. <laughs> 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 and we're still uh, streaming live. We don't care. Care. And and I don't even think that um, you know Australia is really considered real under the flat Earth people. You're not. You uh, don't even exist. They live on the bottom. That's a lie. I'm upside down. You're upside down. Toilets go the wrong way. Toilets go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Never trust a skinnychefshane.com is available. Of course it is. Do you want that dot com so I can? Can I buy that for you for your birthday present? Do it. Do it. I don't even. I don't even know. It had to be a Christmas present. My birthday is in August. It's way, way, way far away. It, no somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to they're going to take it so. yeah i'm thinking about doing it right now <laughs> well it's I in my it's in, it. it's in my cart it's in my I've cart got, right now i've got some money uh -oh. to invest the tesla stock is a little high for my opinion right now so <laughs> i might have to go ahead and buy the skinny chef shane thing and sit on it for a year and i might feel the... skinny chef shane he even said skinny chef shane he didn't say never trust day eh? That's because he's from Alabama. It's too many words for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's normally my excuse for everything. You know, it works pretty good. I'm from Alabama. They're okay. Uh, we understand. Arkansas is the same way. You got a bad rep, right? I, I, I don't know. Where's Mark Elroy's in the chat? He ain't saying nothing. Help me out, brother. No. I, I'm I just like, sitting here laughing. I feel like I know where he's at, but he's got a nice background. I can't tell technically. That's because that's because I got a new background just yeah, for that reason. Exactly. I'm sorry I called you. I don't have oh, I felt bad about that. That's all you know, good. You know what we all need to do is make a trip out to Mark's house because uh, he's got a 400 foot wide by 1200 foot long. Is that? Oh, I've got his address now. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. I'm just saying. I may or may not have remembered his uh, square footage of his takeoff landing zone, but uh, I think we all need to show up there one day and do a show together. Yeah, that that that's fine. My neighbors all enjoy it. They awesome. they do until fourteen people show up and start <laughs> buzzing the shit. Out of not just fourteen people, fourteen paramotor pilots with vodka, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. And where are you located, Mark? Georgia. Uh, yeah, in Brooks, Georgia. I'm about uh, 50 minutes south of the Atlanta airport. So that, that makes it about seven hours from my house. I, I own uh, a house in Stockbridge. 
Okay. Yep. That's uh, my boss lives over there. Yeah. He's got a house in Alabama. He's got a house in Georgia. I sure do. Got one in North Carolina. Got 160 acres in northern Wisconsin. (laughs) Man, you need somebody to hunt some deer for you? No, not deer. Elk. Northern Wisconsin. No, we don't got no elk up there. Oh, really? Okay. Need some help spending some money? (sighs) I know, right? So I got I have, trust at skinnychefshane.com in my cart. Do you want me ooh, to get you that for no, Christmas? No. Hey, dude, how much is it? Because I'll pitch yes, in on it. Yes. 12 bucks. Yes. 12 bucks? 12 bucks a year. Hey, we'll just, that's just we'll 12 bucks this year. Next year, it could be worth more. It depends on how many hits you get. Exactly. If we can just buy it, it's worth more. Actually, honestly, Skinny Shane or Skinny <gasps> Shane is going to be worth a lot more than Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane because it's too long. No. SkinnyShane.com would be what's that, Brian? Skinny Chef Shane. I think it's just yeah, Skinny, Skinny Chef Shane. Short enough you. Skinny Chef that's Shane. A, let's let's I'm see. Not a chef. That way people will know, won't know that they can't trust them. I mean, can we get a drummer? <laughs> so let's see. SkinnyChefShane.com. Is it available? Uh, um, it's available right now. Skinny hey, I have Chef a question. Shane. I have a question in the chat from Flying Flamingo. She wants to know, John Wayne, what county? Vilas. There you go. I was thinking, which state? Because he's got like four states he's got houses in. Yeah. So she, she's from Wisconsin. She's from Wisconsin. Yeah. <clears throat> so who in the chat knows Flying Flamingo's real name? I I do. Oh, I forgot her name. I know I it. <clears throat> it's a color. Pink. Pink. <laughs> Negative. Flamingo, right? No, it's not. <laughs> I know it's not big. I just mess with you. Gift or something, so I know it. What, Mark? Mark, Mark, your um, your audio, your microphone. I said we shipped really flying flamingo something. Eric Lear in the chat says he knows it. All right, Eric, Eric, put it in the chat. What do you got? Is it is this something you win? Hey, Eric, you better get this correct. <laughs> so, so, if we tr- so if we do never trust skinnychefshane.com for 10 years that's 173 dollars what skinnychefshane.com for 10 years that's another 173 dollars no way we could hook you up no don't do that for Good for Lord. less than 350 dollars for the next 10 years you got two boxes. what are you doing over there I don't think you're supposed to kick every can in the box. Eric, Eric Lear says Jade. That's it. Uh, he better he better get it correct because that's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he would have said if he would have said honey or babe, I'd have been like, yep, that's her name too. <laughs> yep. Sweetheart, sugar. Yeah, I could never be sugar-free, uh, Sean, because uh, I like my wife's kisses too much, you know, and they're just so Aww. sweet. 
she's right here. Fuck up tonight. We knew she was right there. what he was saying the other night when she wasn't around. Hey, Shane, are y'all still staying in the camper having housework done? Oh, no. I'm good for another 15 minutes. You see that? He kicked his head back like that, and all of a sudden, a girl's head came down and kissed him. It was like a God's kiss. Boop, there it was. Basically, just flew down in a paramotor, hovered. <laughs> no, we got we got the tile all done. <clears throat> now I just have to put the quarter round and uh, and a couple of baseboards back. But um, the problem is the weather's been great and cool. So on the weekends when I'm supposed to be doing house chores, I take the camper, go to the compound, and fly. So <clears throat> how's that a problem? I don't see one. Okay. I was ready to that. <laughs> but my wife, on the other hand, who has uh, convinced me to buy a golf cart, and by convinced me, she said, let's buy one. I said, okay. And it's um, <laughs> usually how it works. Kind of like JP getting asked by his new girlfriend a question that was live on the air, which was freaking awesome, by the way. <laughs> Well, he's taking mind. care of that right now. Oh, that was awesome, Brian. Yes, your face are. turned freaking <laughs> so red. Dude, you were just like, I, I, I was in the chat with JP after that happened, and you're right, man. My face turned so red. I literally said, I turned so red when that happened. LOL, not sure why. He's like, Why? What did I say? I'm turning red now, but <laughs> he's like, He's like. You said, so what do you have in mind? <laughs> so what do you, yeah, what do you have in mind? She, Best part about all that is that it's recorded. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I don't remember what you said, but I'm damn sure going back to listen to it. Yes, we are, yes. Definitely. All I know, she, she may have asked, do you, want, do you want boxes or briefs for tonight? Or do you want to do the dishes or cook? dinner tonight or what's for dinner and he just no, turned around that's, that's what not he what's in mind. no that doesn't sound right <laughs> no, no no everybody right everybody hey, everybody ben, ben in the, in the house what's up ben <laughs> he's on mute he didn't say hi what do you have in mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that was awesome did you see jp's face right after that though he was like oh my god what just what like, all did they just hear? Did they hear it all or just that one thing? Yeah, it's like, what all did they just hear? Oh, what did we say? What all did we say? You, you, hey. you know that people aren't going to listen to this podcast. They're going to skip forward just to the after show just to hear about that. Yeah. Ben, what's going on, brother? Great seeing you again, even though you didn't remember me. Good from... to see you, Shane. That was fun. <laughs> ben texts me just... He texted me just as I was getting ready to take flight. He's like, hey, I didn't you know, remember to take pictures of everybody over at this group because there was two different. There's always different little clicks, if you will, at the compound. And uh, he's like, take pictures. I'm like, these dudes don't want to take no pictures. And nobody else got up. Like the, uh, my buddy, uh, Brian, his wife didn't get up in time and uh, my wife didn't get up and Ryan left and a couple other guys left, so it would just been me, Ben. 
Take yeah, I was happy stuff. to go out there. To me, it was like a mecca to go to uh, Palm Bay and fly at that compound. Yeah, you uh, you missed out on, and the winds weren't 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 right. But uh, to fly from the compound to the beach and back is uh, it's it's really a um, it's a treat, if you will. It's something. Uh, once you get over the river, you got to get up about three thousand feet to cross the river. Just in case uh, you have a motor out dead we were center. We fly that, weren't we? When we when I came over, but it was raining yeah. the entire day that I got there. Yeah. Um, so didn't come fly with you to compound down in uh. He didn't. Florida? He he just showed up. I was sitting there talking to Jeff Pearson and a couple other guys, and here comes Ben showing up. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I yeah, made a left turn and drive like eight hours in total. And uh, made one flight and turned around and went home. Oh my God! Ben Ben yeah. did say he did say something about he made a wrong turn. It thought it was a horror flick and ended up in my camp somewhere. I don't know what happened there. He drove all the way there just to fly with the skinny chef Shane. No, he didn't even fly with me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, Ben Ben, we I just needed kidding. a break from the uh, cold and the gray. And so I, you know, bounced out of North Carolina and went down to Florida for basically two days. Ben, I actually flew over as you, Ripa, John, uh, or Jeff Dean, when you guys were doing your, your picture, I was actually flying over you guys at that time. Cool. Hey, I found a new video angle of that same uh, powered parachute crash. Which which one? The uh, the, the, the Santa, Santa Claus? Claus. The thing that's been all over the media. It's like front page news all over the country. And uh, we got a video of it yesterday. It looked like he clipped a tree. I yeah. got a new angle of it and he <clears> didn't <throat> hit the tree at all. You got to check this thing out. Yeah, we All right. saw you want, it. You we, want to screen uh, share? Share? Yeah, I seen the takeoff. It looked like he just took off and turned to the right and went straight into the high line. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Um, we got that right here. Um, we can um, share that. Dude, never mind. Yeah, I haven't seen it at all. <clears throat> oh, it's bad. I don't even know what the guy was doing. He should have flown straight. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there's power lines. Let me turn and go for it. Boom. Looks kind of... Oh, wow. Wait a minute. It looks so, kind of choppy there. No, no. Uh, you, what is it JP tells you to hit? Um, all right, so you, you um, make it uh, something... Yeah, I got it. Broadcast for video or something like that. I have to do it myself to tell. There it is. There it is. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks like it looks like his um, wheel. Ooh! It. So it looks like he came around, and his wheel tapped the uh, the line. Boom! Right there, and that's what got it. Yeah, you saw the spark. Yeah, you know, you know the difference right there. The difference between a trike oh. and a paramotor is you can lift your feet up over the power lines. You can't lift your wheels over the power lines. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, done it all, he's done it all wrong. You should go straight. Why he turned right on well, time. Yeah, we, I can't yeah, even we turn, you lose lift. Yes. 
I don't yeah. I don't yeah. think he thought he was gonna clear those lines and that's why he turned right. What's the video called? Well unless he had lines in front but, of but him. But the thing is, but the thing is he was going that way. He could continue to go straight, but he turned. Yeah. Maybe the wind was blowing the wrong way and it turned him in that way. Look, it's easy to second way. guess things. I mean, he, he might well, not if even you look, look at the uh, there. I I think that cart turned before that wing did. I think yeah. he had torque or something. Look, well, no, you you got to look at the trailing edge of the wing. Before he takes off, his wing is already dipping to the right. He's, I mean, he starts off going this way, and he's by the time that he um, look at that, the that, wing is already to the right. He's already the going back side. 180 degrees. Something happening on the left hand side. Wow, <clears throat> so, that's so a tight right, turn right, for a trike. Right here, his wing is to the right. Yeah, well, before, that's a, before his uh, wheels right. before his wheels come off the ground, his wing is already dipped to the right. Yeah, I mean he's almost at 180 degrees because he takes off this way. He's almost 180 degrees. Right there. That's a hard turn. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he tried to he tried it, or he was dipping right. He tried to straighten it up and then noticed the high line wires. He wasn't gonna clear it, and so he went on. Unless he was shooting through that gap. Either 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 which way. You should know your your so when you take off, you you should have a forward, a left, and a right bailout. Yeah. If you will. A hay bale. Not a hay bale. Oh. But a bailout. <laughs> and he did he didn't he didn't give himself that. I mean at all. I mean that no. there's no that, that trees way, in the way. way. But I mean, he started off this way, and by the time that he—I mean—he turned all the way around and got and got clipped. I mean, I don't understand why yeah. he, unless it was such a hard hard torque, or the wind or the wind shifted. I don't know. Yeah, that that's was, a, that's a tight enough turn that you probably wouldn't do that on purpose. No, no, no. Yeah, purpose. but still, again, guys, if you look at the trailing edge of that wing, he's got both brakes pulled. He he's not getting altitude. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, if you look at the trailing edge of the wing, it'll tell a lot. Can't see where his, his hands look like they're down low. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Brian, PPC fly with their feet. Not all. Not all of them shine. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, the, the ones that I've seen are all foot. Yeah, foot but if you... Yeah, right, right before he hits, if you look at the back of that wing, it is down. The brakes are pulled. Yeah, this side is definitely yanked down like he is going, and this side is Wrong. not. I wonder I wonder if it got caught on something. There's a strange crease on the left side. Can you see that? After the red bit, the blue, the red, a little bit of white, looks like a crease. Right here? No, the no, other left, side. The left, left side. side. Yeah, up, up, up right here, right, right there. Something's happening. But but oh, this is pulled down here, which is why he's making that hard, hard right. Yeah, but maybe it almost looks like he's got a line twist or something on the left side. I might be wrong. John, click on that link I just sent you. In the in the chat, or not the the messenger, private messenger. Hey, hey, uh, Ben, 
so uh, you're you're uh, hooked on uh, the compound, are you? Mm. Yeah, I love I loved it. It's wide open. It's you know different from where I fly. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> domestic violence in here, Shane. Hey, what? hey, Ben, have you gotten over there to fly with Brooke and them over the, the uh, Asheville area yet? No, but I desperately want to get over there. Okay, I, I'm just curious. I know they got a big open area. They fly out of the sod farms. I got to fly there twice. It's pretty nice. I saw Way more open. Yeah. Way more open than the one I'm normally used to flying it. <laughs> All right, what are we looking at? We're looking at somebody's oh, messenger. Totally chat. different. So you got this one right here, which we just saw. Then we got another angle. You have two screens. Yeah, you're sharing a chat screen, uh, Sean. Yeah, we're we're looking at your porno. Oh my gosh! All I but know you know, is it's super cold outside. It's like almost sixty here. Shut up, so Shane. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked outside and got so cold. Oh God! <laughs> you suck. You guys see this one now? Yeah, yeah, we see it. All right, you're you're not seeing the porno. Good. All right. Go to 19 seconds. So we got this one that we just saw. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the edge of his wingtip on the right, right when you can see it, where y'all say it's dipping down, the brake's already pulled. Hey. Did y'all know that brake was already pulled all the way down? Shut up. <laughs> hey, y'all go back to wrestling. Uh, four times. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay, so the, okay. The mess so was clear. I, I didn't know the thing across the street. So isn't the worst part that you crashed your your <clears throat> your ultralight into the power lines or you were dressed as Santa? I think the the combination is worse. <laughs> no, you got to pick one or the other. You got to pick one or the other. You well, since I'm a paramotor pilot, I'm gonna say it's worse that he crashed into the high lines. It's worse that uh, he had a PPC. Yeah, hey, especially since how you have to be licensed to fly that. Yeah, see, he has yeah, a temper right the, there. A lot of people out there is not gonna know the difference between PPC and PPG. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah there's, exactly. there's his there's his tail number right there. What's I mean, what is his what what's his liability at this point? He is responsible for everything. I think power outage for over two hours. Look, the first man, it's, it's so let's look at this one real quick. So this is a little bit the different. The worst thing is it got caught on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Look, look at how busy this area is. I mean, there's power lines and trees and people. That's some businesses outs. He has no outs. Yeah, I think did y'all see? Good, did y'all see? Good idea. You know, he oh, wanted oh. to help people give out candy canes or something like that. But look, yep. you got to be number one responsible for your own safety. I mean, Correct. yeah, it's like tons of houses there's a fence right next to it tons of trees he could clip those trees well that's what i'm saying about when you he's, take he's, off he's, you he's to... going right over people <clears throat> that's that's my thing he didn't have an out every no. takeoff you take if your motor goes out at 
15 feet high or 50 feet high, you have to have an out, whether it's left, right, or straight ahead. Exactly. He's, he's pointing to the fence. Yeah, he started off pointing towards the fence, it looks like. Yeah. I thought you weren't allowed to fly over people in houses like that. You're, You're not. not. No. Exactly. So why is he doing it? Well, he's That's not under 103. Well, let me go ahead and tell you. If he would have made it over that power line, he would have looked really cool. But he didn't. So... Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't. <laughs> That's I listen. I, I tell everybody that that learns to fly and and myself. I'm within. I just passed my one year. You look really cool doing some stuff up until, until you, you mess up. Yes, that's right. That's right. And that's then, in Rio Linda. Yeah, and then and then literally everything you've done before that is erased because no one's going to remember that's your wing right. overs. No one's going to remember right. your spiral that's downs. Right. They're going to remember Santa Claus hanging from a power line. That's all they're gonna ever remember. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Thanks, Ben, for sending me that one too. Hit the ground? What, Amy? You see all those candy canes hit the ground? Is that what fell? I saw something no, fall. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't know what fell. <laughs> no, no, I saw something fall. I mean, when he went up. Well, that was the whole thing. I watched the newscast on it. He was supposed to be. <clears throat> I don't know if he flew from the local airport and then landed at that school and then took back off to go deliver candy canes at another school. All right, but watch this. When he thing. hits a bunch of stuff, I thought it was I thought it was his um, his cell phone, but as soon as he hits, as soon as he topples it's over, something falls. That makes it worse. It's a PPC pinata. <laughs> <laughs> So at the two different angles, it looks like he came across here and hit the power line like that was right there. I didn't realize it's across the street. Yeah, yeah it, no, it, it looks, looks like closer right from there. that. Yeah. And then this one, it looks like he's he's flying straight into. Right. Oh, did you see that oscillation? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. His, his right side. Oh, yeah. His right it side oscillated, dips, and that just turns him. He just yeah. continues. That's exactly what happened. He he had a horrible. He had a um, left uh, left oscillation that went to the right. So that wing was pulling right, and he was trying to steer left when he left the ground. Yep. And that just swung him yep. to the right. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like he was looks like he was meant to shoot for the cameraman more than turning right, because there is a gap in the tree. He was obviously shooting for that. Yeah, there's a lady that was filming. I wonder if that was her right there that um, that he wanted yeah. to go over to get a shot. Yep. Yeah, well, he got filming. a big shot, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> Person filming was in a car. Then big oscillation right there. Kick to the left. Now it's kicking to the right. He's off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, Sean. Sean, whoever's shooting at is in the car. Ben, ben pointed that out. Yeah. It's no. not the ladies. It's not the person standing there by the fence. No. Uh, and and, and if he'd gone straight towards the car, it probably would have been okay. Has anybody searched for Santa paramotor crash or paraglider crash? Uh-uh. Like po post crash. I've seen their searches. I've 
I was searching for a similar crash to happen in my local area a couple years ago. Somebody sent me in. I'm having a hard time finding it. A guy takes off in a totally inappropriate landing area or takeoff zone, just flies straight into a tree. And people are filming from their cars, just laughing at him. I mean, he, there were so many things going wrong in this video, but I'm looking for it. But oh, hold on. It's, it's front page I, news. It's on the front page of like CNN. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to uh, be wonderful. Yeah, dude, that guy is screwed. Hold on. I got to shut my uh, door. I had the, the door open to let some cool air in, but I'm kind of cold. It's like 70 in here now. Hold on. <laughs> He's such a dick. He's such a dick. But, you know, well, the other thing is that this thing relates to all of us. The other day I was trying to take off to go fly to a restaurant and then come back to my house, and I thought I'd be testing my skills and all that stuff. And it didn't feel right. You know, the wind wasn't in my favor. It was later in the day than I wanted to do it. And I just said to myself, why am I doing this? Am I really doing this to be a safe pilot or am I trying to show off for a camera? And I said, I'm not doing it. You know, I'm here to number one, be safe. Number two, have a great time. But, you know, put on a Santa suit if you're going to be safe. If you can't be safe, check yourself. Yeah, if you want to have an accident, all you got to do is try to show off. It'll happen every time. Well, <laughs> it does, does to me. How many how many views does does Tucker have flying to uh, McDonald's now? Over forty million million. The last time I checked. Okay, so so my 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 uh, up and coming, I, I'm I'm got some things in in the making. Um, to fly, fly to a, uh, I, oh, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to fly to, but, uh, let's just say I'm trying to get permission to record inside of the building that I want to fly to. They won't let you record in strip clubs. I've already tried. Oh, I know that's, that's the problem. So don't worry too much. There's aircraft that fly into these power lines too. Dunkin' Donuts. Amy, we can't yeah, hear Nobody's you. gonna remember that, Shane, because they weren't wearing a Santa suit and hanging upside down. And you're not as you so need to be a skinny chef, Shane, going into to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm telling you. No. Right? <laughs> he's he's right? going to the brewery. Hell yeah. Walter, I like <laughs> your idea. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I did a I did a video with my friends flying uh to to um what was it? Um um Sonic. We got burgers and flew up and and uh, ate burgers at five thousand feet. I dropped some French fries into that and crash some, receptacle, and some, and some uh, napkins, didn't you? And napkins, <laughs> one hundred views. That's it. Nobody really cares. I mean, yeah, but you fly, like, you fly your paramotor to a strip club. There are going to be some people watching. Only for yeah, the strip park club part. Hey, especially like, if you. Uh, announce it first. <laughs> hey, you know how you can get better views? Fly over the PlayStation and drop donuts down to them. Well, I can barely yeah. hear you. What? Fly over the PlayStation and drop donuts to them. Then you'll get a lot more views. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, uh, Ben, you were just in St. Augustine. The uh, winery, that's, I don't know if you went to the winery or not, but that uh, we could um, literally. I've already checked it out when I was there for my daughter's uh, 21st birthday. You could land in their dirt parking lot in the back, go in and buy a bottle of wine, put it in your uh, 
your bag there and uh, take off again. So go get wine on your paramotor. I flew to Denny's and I didn't get very many hits. And I did a really good video <laughs> going to Denny's. <laughs> no, nobody, after Tucker going to McDonald's, nobody really cares anymore. I mean, you know, well, Anthony, went, Anthony went to uh, to Walmart or someplace and made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich while flying. Now that was yeah. cool. But, yeah. you know, we got we got to come hey, up with something better. Hey, Hold on. You oh, together, man. Everybody's trying seen... to copper Tucker's video flying somewhere. Fly a couch. Fly a living room couch. You'll get some views. There you yeah. go. Somebody it's already has. Somebody's right? already done it. Uh, they, did a they did a couch and a bed. And a TV. Yep. And Sean, playing checkers or backgammon or something, too. Sean, the problem... Sean, the problem with your video flying to Denny's is when you pulled out your AARP card. <laughs> I was going to say, when you've got Thanks grandpa in your name and you're going to Denny's, you Come just on. eliminated everybody from one-year-old to that was 55. Cool, I, I went to Denny's, used my a, my ARP card, and I took them 20 bucks. Come on, that was I, great. I, I did just watch a Tucker video where he spent $500 on a Roni uh, yeah, yeah. Cameras. yeah. Did you watch that with the, ca yeah. the coffee? Who, who did yeah. that? Come on. That was pretty freaking cool, though, actually. <laughs> I don't have $500 to come up with no. something like that. Dude, Dude a, a regular cam camera gimbal would probably work, actually. Well, if, if you come up with a video where you fly to McDonald's and it gets millions of views, you'll have enough money to buy one of those camera gimbals. Hell yeah. There you, you go. Or, hey, that's or, exactly what he said in the video he said thanks to your uh videos and your views that's how i'm able to afford to do this that's how he's afford not to work ever again in his entire life you guys you guys are missing one point what's that tucker tucker had uh if i remember correctly it was about 140,000 subscribers when he did that right that's what kicked him you guys got million. that have you guys got that that's the difference yeah, in his McDonald's video, he actually made it like two years and posted it before it ever went viral. Yeah, you know, and then he built up his subscriber base, and then something happened with the algorithms at YouTube. Yeah, yeah. started just promoting that video. Yeah, yeah, and boom, you know, that's, so that's what. If you post videos of using guns and stuff like that, you're gonna get like totally scrubbed on YouTube. Yeah, I, mean, I, post, I posted a video of um, of a friend uh, dicing up a tomato. It was a minute and a half. I got, what, two million views on it. <laughs> like, no. like two years after it happened, I mean, nothing. It's like one or 200, you know, views for like, you know, first four or five years. And all of a sudden, boom, two million views. It's like, well, what that's not, that my top video is some crap video about sturgeon fishing and jet boating on the Rogue River in, 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 in uh, Oregon. And it was just some video I put up. And I think because of the title, it's still one of my highest ratings. I mean, it's got way more views than my hay bale video. If you, so, if you type in how to dice a tomato correctly, okay? Just, just type in how to dice a tomato correctly. Boom. What comes up first? Me. 2.3 million views eight years ago. Eight years ago, and then here this guy is seven years ago gets seven hundred, you know, five hundred, half a million views. I mean, wow. how do you get half a million? There, views see, from there, a, you take a, that video and, and you put That's it. On, it. You, you take that video and put it on Skinny Chef Shane's website, and it will go viral. 
No. <laughs> but you've got, you know what? I think I'm just going to buy Skinny Chef Shane and I'm going to just make t-shirts Skinny Chef Shane and that's it. I mean, so, all right. So talking about, talking about videos that don't make any sense or why you got so many hits on them. Yeah. Like I said last week, I had 10,000 views on that, on the cook that I did that I don't even remember doing. Yep. 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 And okay. seriously, it's it's got over ten thousand views. I can't even. What is it? I don't even know what it. Oh, creamy ranch chicken crockpot creamy dish. Chicken. That's right. That's right. It's got ten over. It's got ten and a half um, thousand views. When I look at the um, the analytic a, analytic, what is it? Jesus, what is it? <laughs> I'm not slurring my words. Analytics, analytics, and I've been analytics. drinking vodka. Come on now. <laughs> Hold on. When, when I look at the analytics, it tells me I'm 10, hold on. It tells me I'm ten thousand four hundred views more than normal videos. <laughs> so all of my videos are under a hundred views, if you will. And uh, dude, it cracks me up because I don't know why this stupid video that I make fun of myself in is done ten thousand views. Why? Because you're making fun. Maybe some Facebook somewhere reposted it. I have no idea. Like seriously, I it's I, it's your character I, thing. Character. I, I I went to my channel and um, sorted everything from uh, you know, um, you know most, most views. Most views. My most views are how to dice a, a tomato, and then uh, my friend was uh, doing the transformation. 1.9 million, 1.8 million. I was following some guy that um, was texting and driving and hit a car head on. That was 1.5 million. My dad just four years ago tried a ghost pepper and has 1.1 million. Damn, how far we got to go down this list before we get to paramotors? Um, I, <laughs> I, I fixed this thing in my Mercedes and I got half a million. I, I I was going to throw away these uh, these mattresses, and I'm like, hey, um, how about just do a quick how to clean a mattress? Six hundred thousand views. <laughs> crazy. I, I did a I did a I, I found it. We saw a baby skunk, you know, are, and are these walking monetized? around. These are all mine, yeah. And I mean, and, are they monetized? Are yes. Are you making money? Yes, sir. I okay. Am. And then and then here, my dog got neutered right just two years ago. Almost a hundred thousand views and nothing i go down to the very bottom of the list when it comes to you know paramotor 100 200 views that, that's it nothing i mean just yeah, just nothing with paramotor now, now you want to lucky to make it 100 you want to see something crazy do a backpacking um living off the land kind of video and oh, you will have, know you, it's crazy so i'm getting ready in january to go do a uh God, I can't even remember what it's called. It's called Kong Fest or something like that. It's it's nothing but last year they had over 300 people that went. <clears throat> this year they have, I think, 190 signed up already. But uh, they literally, they're not even really backpacking into the area. They're parking their car and walking 100 yards and hanging their hammocks from trees. So I'll be doing a video on that. <laughs> I, I know but it's it's i mean are you gonna do a faux hike or are you gonna act you're gonna are you gonna expose it no no i'll, I'll uh, it 
none of my stuff is made up. Like, like I won't, I won't fudge on any, anything that I do. If, if it's not right, then I'll show you that I messed up a, a cook or whatever. Um, so what, what you're saying is you're going to show us you pulling into the parking lot and get your camping gear out, walking a hundred yards into some trees and then camping. Yeah. And, and me bringing my, and, and me, and me pulling beer out of my cooler into my uh, overnight bag and uh, taking it into my, my, my camper. Or, I'm sorry. Into my, in my, in my uh, hammock. What's the title of your, um, of it? What's, what's the title of it? I got it. I got it. Of what? Para survival. No, actually, I, I I am planning. This is this is a, a a true thing. Ben, you've been to the pump. You've been to the compound. Um, I want to take off on one end of the uh, compound. I want to fly to the other end of the compound. I want to set up a hammock, camp for the night, and then fly from that end of the compound to the other end of the compound, and uh, make a make a pair of camping. Uh, video out of it dude is that like a mile or less no x palm bay's three by five okay. it's three miles it's three oh. miles by five miles i've got an idea when you guys are all at the compound you need to organize yourselves and do some formation flying well well you got you got john ripper pair or uh, rip man riding who will come out of nowhere and tip touch your wing and then fly off? <laughs> I, hate that shit. That was I know a guy crazy. like that. Doug, I hate, yeah. that crap. I hate that crap. Hey, so Ben, are you still in? The, are you still in here? Because I, I have a yeah. video that uh, I really want to do, but I don't think Ripple will let me do it. Um, so you know the song for the the animal it's always on tv it's like sad and everything the um animal what whatever you, it is humane society's on yeah that that little song so what i want to do this is my this is my video idea <clears throat> i want to interview everyone that i can find that has been violated midair by john ripper <laughs> and i want i want to tell this i want to tell this really sad story like each person be like i was flying along the sunset was so beautiful next thing you know i was violated by this guy who touched my tip and then go <laughs> yeah. to the next guy and i didn't it's want awesome him touching my tip you know, What's that? you'll get a lot of hits from our community, but you might get a lot of hits from outside the community. Just because <laughs> but, but I want to, I want to do it as a, like a, like a, a pun, if you will. I did, I, I do like John. I think he's a really great pilot. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Him and I kind of got off on the wrong foot at, at the beginning, but I think, I think if I could get it, I don't know um, if I can get it edited right. I think it would be a hilarious because um, what you call it? Uh, uh, Paramotor Crazy just did a video about uh, about John, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, dude, this <laughs> yeah, dude did. has he has <laughs> he has touched everyone's tip in the air at this point. 
And I just think it would be hilarious to have these people with that with that sad song in the background, them telling their story about how John came along and touched their tip. And then, you know, at the end, have John's face or whatever. And I think it would be freaking hilarious, but he would never go for it. I well, think that's an awesome idea. As long as we keep it secret and we don't put it out on the air, yeah, maybe yes. we can yes. get to them and ask them. As long as it's not long as it's not live streaming like we are yeah. you'll yeah. never know <laughs> hey exactly. you want to you want to get a hundred thousand um you want to get a hundred thousand hits real quick um this is what i did i got my new phone and i got um cheerleaders doing backflips with my brand new phone and it has uh, almost a hundred and twenty thousand hits all right, you're so you're a grand, you're a grandpa walking by with your camera, uh-huh. close up, filming all these cheerleaders doing backflips. You didn't get any looks. Um, yeah, how many how many hits you have on this? Almost one hundred twenty thousand hits. So one hundred nineteen thousand of them are registered sex offenders. Just say so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, what about that last one there? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. All right, so oh, that's, that's, that's at my school. That's at my school that I go to. Hey, you I think that's a. Oh, you go to that school? Yeah. So you guys may or may not know, I used to be a cheerleading coach. And oh I hear my a God. story. I hear a story. Go ahead. Oh no, no. I used for five years. I was a cheerleading coach for a youth. Uh, well, it's called PAL Police Athletic League, and uh, yeah, dude, that was. I mean, for me, the girls would come back to um, practice the next day after they fell during a stunt, and I would always close my fist to catch them. Like, I was scared to death that, you know, it was, I was going to catch them inappropriately. But anyways, we had a, uh, a, a friend of the family, her daughter wanted to um, become a, she wanted to go to college for a single base stunt. Um, so it's pretty much one guy, one girl, you throw the girl in the air, catch her by her feet. And, uh, yeah, I did that for her a couple times and, uh, dude, I wish I was in YouTubing back then because I think I have the video, but, um, yeah, I can't do that now. I can barely lift 12 ounces just so you know. <laughs> it gets lighter every set. We, we know yes. you're. Uh, you you guys are talking about these videos that you know don't make a whole lot of sense for the the hits they get. The guy I fly with all the time at my house there. Um, if you go on YouTube, look up Paul's second flight, and this was a little over a year ago, and not an impressive video at all. Five point nine million views. He does a butt landing. That's all you need to do. It, it makes no sense. If you go, like, I'm, I still have the uh, analytics of the, uh, that was, that cooking video that I did. And I got, I got 59 subscribers from it. I've got 321.1 hours, which is, I just said 21.1 watch hours, which is 316.1 more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I did this video where I was just throwing balloons in my face and got over 70,000 hits doing slow-mo with the old 
Hero 3, I think it was. Yeah, but that's because you have a man bun. That's that's <laughs> when I had the uh, the uh, Fabio hair going, too, and I was much younger. That's oh before I was God. grandpa. <laughs> so a video for that uh, that Ripa video, uh, or a name for that, that'd be good. Uh, just the Tip. <laughs> oh, I touched everyone's tip. <laughs> That's even better. I or, was thinking, or I was or thinking, I will cereal touch your tipper. Tip. No, How thinking, about the tip violator? I was thinking oh, cereal tipper. Cereal tipper. <laughs> hey, because I could get like the restaurant crew involved. I got you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, dude. I'm telling you, I have, I just need to get, hey, hey, Ben, if, if I just contact you and tell me, and I ask you to tell me about uh, the time you got your tip touched by Ripa, just go ahead and explain it to me. And if you could do a video, that'd be great. But that'd be great. Uh, great. Yeah, I'll give you right, and I'm gonna have to ask you to go ahead and uh, come get in those on TPS Saturday. reports done. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is gonna. If I can get it, I, I have to talk to him first because I I wouldn't do something behind his back. But um, if I can talk to talk him into it, dude, I'm telling you, it would be. And I can pull video from each clip. Of That'd be other YouTube freaking channels. awesome, dude. It's a great idea. Okay. Um, I've got dude, two ideas. It would be awesome. Two the ideas word. to help you out with that. Interview mm -hmm. him also. Get his get, talk him into it and then have him at the end interviewing him about what's it feel like to be a tip toucher. Yes. Then, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> are we still streaming live are we still yeah streaming yeah live? actually we are so let's i just checked we have we have six seven eight we have eight people in here but only six that's, that's people are us. watching that's us. <laughs> and then the same, we are in the chat yeah so uh only the people that are watching are in here so let's go ahead and kill the stream y'all thank you very much for watching subscribe if you haven't and we'll be are back you still streaming <laughs> yeah, I forgot I to turn it off. Streaming? I oh forgot to turn it off. No, Oops. listen, I'm telling you right now, if I can talk him into it, it would be probably the greatest video <laughs> that I've like ever done. Rip, Rip Man oh, Riding, is that who you're talking about? Rip yeah. Man hey, Rip Man Riding, if you're still watching this video. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying real to quick. Hide. I, I seriously <laughs> need to talk to him. I, I would love, I, I wouldn't, it's not a, I think it would just be like how, how Paramotor Crazy just did, or not Paramotor Crazy, uh, Paramotor, Yankee Paramotor, um, just did a video on him, you know, talking about how, how much of a, a great pilot he is and, and uh, how he always talks about uh, flying and everything else. I think, honestly, if, uh, I mean, it would hey, be a hey, I think you got a great idea. You're just touching the tip of the iceberg right now. <laughs> exactly. You're just touching a tip. <laughs> just touching the tip. All right. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to kill I'm going to kill our thing. live stream real quick. Y'all, thank you for watching. This has been clearproptv.com. Way way past the uh the hour we should have stopped, but I didn't. Sorry about that. Y'all have a great uh week and we'll see you next week. 
on clearfroptv.com and paratalk.org later. Yeah, tip touch you later. Ooh, tip it you later. Say every, Hi, say hello. And, and say goodbye, everybody, because now we're still, we're just doing the audio part. So goodbye, audio people. Bye. Uh, if, if, you're still, if you're still listening to this this far, uh, email me, ppggrandpa at uh, gmail.com. Let me know that on episode 48, I listened all the way to the very end. You know what? There's only one person that has ever emailed me and said, Sean, you know me. I listened to the very end, which is like another three or four hour one. Guess who it was? <laughs> Take a guess. Me? No. Mark. Mark, which wave. Mark? Mark which wave. Mark? Which one was it? Go ahead, Mark. Wave. You know who it you are. It was Mark Elroy. It wasn't me. Yes, it was Mark Elroy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't me. So far, that said, yes, Sean, I have watched all the way to the end. So I'm going to have to send him something. Probably if he sends me a sticker, I'll send it back to him. But, anyways, thank you all for hey, listening. Man. If he sends you a sticker, I'll send him a shirt. How about that? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Hey, Brian, I have your shirt over here, by the way, Brian. Well, good, because I'm sending mine to Mark. I know, I know. I'll get it to you, brother. Hey, Shane. Peace out, yes, ma'am. The other thing I wanted to So thank you very much for listening. If you made it this far, remember, go to ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know that you listened all the way to the very end. And we might send you something as a special token of our appreciation. Catch us next week on episode 49. We even might even have a end of year episode 50 just to celebrate the new year coming up. So thank you very much for listening. Subscribe if you haven't. And we will see you next week.